The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 You had your first full week of work? Yeah, man. First full week. It was good, man. If you guys, I know you heard from the previous episodes of, you know, my being inspector, you know, on the ships going out there, you know, making sure everything's squared away when it comes to uh, DC damage control. So, yeah, man. So, I'm going to talk about my first week a little bit, man. Like, this is how my week went. So, on Monday, uh, I showed up on the, showed up to the ship at 0430. I know you guys heard me talk about <laughs> 0430 last time. So, everything was good to go, man. Like, it was good, smooth. The difference from my previous inspector job that I had when I go went on there that I'm normally I normally go up, do a brief and do all that stuff. Man, with these guys, uh, we went straight to the ship. Straight to doing checks. So that was good, man. The ship I went to was motivated. Sailors came up, came to get us. I stayed busy the entire time on board the ship, which I like. Like, let's go. Uh, time goes by a little bit, you know, a little bit faster and stuff when you out there, you know, running and doing checks and stuff like that. So big shots out to the ship, man. They did, you know, did a, a fabulous job on making sure uh, we stay busy and stuff. But, you know, I was on the ship and matter of fact, you know what? I was on the bunker hill. And at first I wasn't going to say what ship I was on. <laughs> so I was on the bunker hill. So if you guys don't know, the Bunker Hill is about to go right back on deployment again, right? So they just came off deployment, like, I think July, somewhere up in there, that time frame. And they finna do their 21 days of being on the ship. Uh, so one of the sailors on board the ship, you know, asked me a question. He asked me, how do I do it? How do how can he, he do it? When he just came off deployment, he'd been in the Navy a year, mm-hmm. and the only thing he know now is this, is going on deployment, which is rough, not seeing no ports, not doing this, not doing that. I just told him that he got to keep his head up. He had to stay positive. He has to find that one thing that he does that he likes to do to drive himself to get through this. I don't think this is, the, this is not the norm of the Navy right now. COVID is a big deal right now, so it's not the norm, so... That's how you got to look at it. Find that inner you. That's something that you can keep your mind off of going right back to deployment. Because I know it's a big deal uh, for sailors. And I know it's a big deal when it comes to mental health and yeah, come to stress and, and, and your spouses. And oh, man, there's so, so many things, man. But um, like we always do, you know, we pull our pants up. We get going, we get it, we 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 get it knocked out. So I know that's what we, they gonna do, but I know it's hard on the sailors. Yeah, man. Like one of my young mentees, she's about to be going through a divorce right now. Like first, kind of like first fight, but you don't have enough. They don't probably don't have as many wins in their column to like count that against the one L or the one first fight that they got. So. First fight, but you just getting off deployment. All you have now is this fight. Like, y'all don't really have that many good moments. Y'all both active duty sellers, young people, or whatever like that. So it's kind of hard when you've got two young people always away from each other, and then they going through their first, like, dispute, and it's over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? She yeah. move out. 
Uh, he was kind of talking to me about it the other day. And I, I've seen a whole lot of relationships kind of go to the wayside just because you don't have enough time to make it right. Yeah. You know, some some of us have time to make the relationship right, like to spit, get the flowers, to do the surprises, to do the dates. If you got this inspection coming up, you, you don't have that time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then somebody could move in on your queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got to think about it, man. I th- one thing about this whole whole deployment and in, in, in young sailors is like when you married and you're married like like me, I've been married for a long time now. Right. So um, I've built a lot. We have built a lot of stuff me and my wife have yeah. together. When you're that young, you've been been married less than a year, and you in the Navy. What have you built? Yeah, it's nothing. Uh, you know no what, what are you leaning back? Column. What are you leaning back on? Yeah, you know. So it's a big deal in the Navy right now, man. Like I don't even know the uh, the stats on that. I mean, I bet if we looked up the stats on that, I bet it's 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 crazy. Yeah, well, you just know what you see. You know, yeah. and all I all I ever saw was divorces. <laughs> yeah, you know, not saying they overpowered anything else, but I saw a lot of them. Yeah, but hey, I'm gonna set the scene. It's the P- Permission to Speak Freely podcast. I'm Damo. I'm Damon. We got Saul here today. We finally got our video up and running, so you could finally watch us on YouTube. If you're looking at us on YouTube, we had two episodes not on YouTube, but now we on YouTube, so we up and running, which is a a great blessing. So it's Damo, Damon. We got Saul. He behind the scenes, and we also got we also got another uh a co-anchor. We got a dog with us, right? You want to introduce oh, yeah, him to? Man. Kalihi, man, you guys are hearing probably time to time. Yeah, he, he <laughs> just, video. you know, he he a little bit more more than a co-anchor. He got director behind the scenes, so he making things happen. So if you if you ever hear him barking, he's barking orders at us, letting us know how things go. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you know what it is? It is, it is a pretty pretty cool man. Uh, you know, you guys gonna see us, man. We got the cameras up, man. We got the microphone, man. This shit looks legit right now, man. I think we in the building right now. Yeah, we, man. yeah, Let's we go. We, we serious <laughs> right now, man. Yeah, we finally up and running. The, for the people that listen to episode one and episode two, thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. We finally up and running. Finally on YouTube, we got everything going the way we wanted it to be. Yeah, man. So I talked about my week a little bit, man. So what's up with yours, man? What you do? What you, what you been up to this week? And serve, man. Inserve, inserve, inserve. So, Hold up, man. That was last week too, right? It's a week. <laughs> so, you know, for the people that don't know what that is, that's a big time inspection. It's like the Super Bowl of all inspections, right? So, uh, board of inspection and survey. A couple guys come out to your ship for like two days. But before those two days, like two years of getting ready for this thing. So, um, I was happy because I had a day off on Thursday, right? I took 24. Yeah, man. Wow. I do what you got to do, man. I feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I had to take care of some personal stuff. And then, on, but on Thursday, I got text message. after text message. We had like four major, like, things we had to fix, right? These electricians. So, we had four major things. We had, we fixed them all. Or uh, we had like a way ahead for the one that we couldn't fix. Yeah. So, on Friday quarters you know we had khaki call and uh somebody had like a small thing i'm like yeah it's small man you need something wired up just just let me know because you know me and my guys won't got nothing we good to go <laughs> <laughs> so right after that uh one of the senior chiefs he's like all right well look if you need something boy, <laughs> he's like if y'all got time then i got this broke i got that i was like yo come on man don't do me like that right <laughs> by the end of the day these dudes bringing an mov on the ship like a big valve right they bring it down the, the steps, Liberty Ladder. I got a fuse panel right at the bottom of the steps. 
they dropped the MOV. It, it puts a hole, a dent into the fuse panel. Damn near touching the fuse. So now we got to like emergent repair this fuse oh panel. Oh my goodness. Man. You know, we took it up to the captain. The captain like, yeah, it's like two o'clock right now. So people probably leaving ships. So you need to go ahead and get that part right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. That was it. And that was, you know, he was like, well, what's the COA? I was like, you know, that's the course of action for the people that don't know what that means. I was like, well, the first COA is... Uh, going ahead and replacing it. That's also the best color. I was like, the second color, here's a year, just go with the first color. <laughs> so, oh, so that was man. like instant. That was like probably like poetic injustice for me because like that changed the whole trajectory of our day. Yeah. And then we had to, and our guys was like knocking. You know, when the guys kind of feel like they're going to get off work early, they just start knocking stuff out, coming back. You might see them take a short lunch and then boom, yeah. you know, literally boom, yeah. you know, the whole thing. So, so if that started around like 14, 1500, so I'm assuming it was dark when you left work? It's always dark when I leave work. <laughs> it's always dark. I mean, we felt good about, we still did the 1800 muster. Well, oh, my God. Good. We do eighteen hundred muster every day. Is that oh, that's automatic. No yeah, matter yeah, no, what yeah, you do, 18, no yeah, matter yeah. what you do in, in the day, it's eighteen hundred. Eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah, you muster in that eighteen, man. Wow, that's insert right there, baby. But I mean, outside of that, like I said, so I had that Thursday off. My wife's friend surprised her. She came and surprised her, so I was a part of that. That was pretty cool. She used to me getting off after eighteen hundred anyway. Yeah. They had a nineteen hundred. They came in at like uh, nineteen. I, I went and picked them up. And we just came in the house, boom, surprised her, got it on video. And then they went they went over to L.A. You know, they went over to L.A. They took her car. So I got to make a trip up to L.A. today to get her car back. Most definitely, man. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that, I mean, that was pretty much it. But how did that 430-day kind of, like, play out for you? Like, what, what, did you have to do another one or what did that no, consist of? No, so the first day. So I, I'm assuming uh, that's me just getting, just getting my feet wet here. Um at, with the team and um the 430 thing was for coach getting in the way yeah so the ship got in the way like like maybe zero five thirty something like that so we came on board it's checks you got to do before you get on the way right so we got those checks knocked out it's checks you do while you and see an anchor then while you're in the way so that's the reason why it was 430 um and speaking of that on monday i gotta be there at 445 so mm. i guess it's gonna be one of those things that um I guess I got to get used to. So did you acclimate yourself to like not being with your family anymore for like throughout the day? No. Okay. So you still, you yeah, still I still got to go through that. Speaking, and, that, and that's another one of my biggest, biggest things of going back to work. Before this, I was at home for 30 days, right? Yeah. On transfer leave. So I got so used to, you know, watching the kids, what they doing, they work, they school work and all that stuff. I get all these messages on my phone. They miss something. Anything happens, so it comes you, up on my phone, right? You got, like, the Hawkeye for the kids. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I got to stay because they're here. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 17, 15, and 12, right? So that's the kid's age. So um, they sometimes they, they can do what they want to do. So yeah. I have to I have to make sure I zoom in. I know. So if so, they miss something, so, so they get that like text. A, is this like an iron fist kind of like you ruling by iron fist with the school situation? Or? Well, I just want them to know, and I talk to them all the time about. You want uh, them to know you there? Yeah, and I see <laughs> you, man. And 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 um, when it comes to school, it's not an option. You yeah. know what I mean? It's no option. So if you got an assignment to do, you don't have the option to do that assignment or not to do that. You know, to do it or not to do it, you have to do it. So they all going to school. All of them are going to school distance-based learning? Yes, yes. How and, you like um, it? I don't like it. I wish they was in school. Um, 
the reason why I wish they was in school because they can reach out, they can they can talk to the teacher right there. Mm-hmm. Like right here, no crap, man. I, I feel like if if they didn't do anything, I wouldn't know as a parent unless the teacher hit me up and say, Hey, yo, your your son didn't go to he didn't come to um to school today in attendance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that, right? Until they, they reach out to me or if they don't do an assignment. The only thing I know is great. I see the grades. Mm-hmm. Right. And I see what they make on, on the score and all that stuff. So when I don't see that stuff, uh, it kind of is alarming to me, you know, because I know if they in school, I know you're there. I know where you at. I know what yeah. you're doing. You know, well, thing there. Uh, you can tell, man. So it's a big deal. I wish they was in school. They had this thing coming out. I think in January, they supposed to start. They, they were going to go back and start doing two days in school and yeah. then the rest of the week out. But for Riverside. Uh, they just did a lot more, um, uh, went kind of like went backwards. So I don't know what they call it, the red zone, orange zone or whatever, where they didn't close a lot of things down again. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen in, for Corona. So I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in uh, January now. I don't know if they're going to start school or not because they yeah. shut a lot of stuff back down. So do it seem like, I know we had to rush into like this whole distance-based learning thing in schools because of Corona. But does it like does it from just off your experience as a parent, does it look like it might have a like a potentially good future? No. Damn. I, I don't I don't because um this is new for everybody. Yeah. Like the teachers themselves, this is their first time doing it. They don't know what they expect. The kids don't know what they expect. You know, so but the first nine weeks are done. Mm-hmm. So as it go, I'm su- I'm assuming they're gonna get better at it. They're gonna do things different. It's gonna be a lot of stuff that's happening that they're gonna get better every nine weeks. So I guarantee you, the next nine weeks will be better than the last nine weeks. So they're gonna get better. But right now, I feel like it was a- it was some problems in the beginning. Even the even the system they was using was giving us some issues in the beginning. But they working all the kinks out, so it'll get better. Yeah. So you so. I guess going back to work kind of got you off patrol a little bit, you know. Yeah, it got me off patrol. I know the kids are happy. <laughs> yeah, they probably. Are. <laughs> they probably. I are. know they happy about it because I sure be on them on them grades, man. Like, okay, so you you off patrol, you back at work. So what was Tuesday through Friday? What was that? What was that? Just being so, in the office. Yeah, so that's what it, that's what it is. You in the office catching up on things. Um, they, they kind of like check the emails all day. I don't have email. I don't have any of that stuff. So I pretty much haven't been doing anything but just sitting down. Yeah. I had like a little check check in stuff I've been doing. Get my all my paperwork. I'm be doing a lot of traveling. So mm-hmm. all my travel paperwork, getting that good to go. My medical, dental, all that stuff. So I've been kind of doing like a little check in thing. So the last time we talked, you ain't had your eval, right? Yeah. Well, you got it now. Yeah, I got my eval, nice, man. Nice, so. Nice. Big shots out to Bernie, man. Big shots out to the CO. Big shots out to everybody who's involved, man. I got the eval. It was, it was pretty good, man. I kind of I kind of liked it was good. It was, it was wordy. Mm-hmm. I like I liked the uh, high sound, man. So it was a pretty good eval. The last time I talked, we're gonna get a little bit more in the evals a little bit later, yeah, yeah. right? The last time we talked, I had a guy leaving my EM2, my second class. He out of yeah. here now. He he got out of here like a, a hour after he walked off the ship. He caught a flight. He went home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said he was trying to get out of here. You know, no questions asked. So uh big shout out to him, man. Dan, Daniel Treasure. Shout out to him. Good luck in the future with whatever you got going on. So gotcha. another thing that I'm in the middle of is uh trying to buy a house. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's a it's a new experience for me and my wife. You know, this would be our first time buying a house. Um we are using the VA loan, stuff like that. And it's, it's gonna be in the DC area, but the market is 
the market is sick right now. It's, first of all, it's right before the election. We got COVID. And what, what Corona did was it got a lot of people, you know, working from home now. Yeah. So with, with the people working from home, they don't got to like work in the area of like the business anymore. They could kind of get a house somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that might have been working in D.C. and kind of living there in some apartment or something. Now they could go out on the outskirts of D.C. in one of these uh, cities and get a nice house. So that's like that's what we're dealing with, like a lot of pressure to buy a house, you know, so the sellers are still kind of having the upper hand in that market. Yeah. So we got like five, it's like five people trying to build on this house that we trying to build that just opened up like three days ago. And my wife, she going crazy right now. First house? The your f- first house? Yeah, this would be okay. my first house. Nice. Yeah, so my wife going kind of crazy right now. Um, just like Jerry Maguire, like trying to close this deal kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's something. It's kind of frustrating for me because I like everything kind of easy. If it was like an Uber to buy houses, I'd just go ahead yeah. and just click on a house and like they take care of it. But it is what it is. Yeah, but, I mean, one, one, one thing about the housing market and all that stuff, I know your wife, you know, going crazy about getting the house bought and all that stuff, but just remember uh, money talking in the housing market. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you can outbid people. You can do different things like that, but um, you guys get the house, man. I'm, I'm pretty confident that you guys get the house, especially if she want it. I know how you yeah, do, she man. Wanted, if she man. want that house, you're going to get it for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, she wanted. I'm kind of like the, you know, I'm kind of like the, you know, she's. It's making her too happy. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, oh, not too I'm, happy. Yeah, I, I love to make my wife happy, but then I'm also kind of like the Scrooge. You know, I like to see her little moments of defeat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man, yeah. <laughs> like her little moments of defeat, man. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it does work out and we do get the house. You know what I'm saying? But if we don't, then it's it's not for us. We could go ahead and move on to something else. Yeah, man. That's that's good. Hey, that's good news, man. Like. Like and being ahead of the game too, man. A lot of times people wait to the last minute to try to do something. You guys way ahead of the game. Get this house bought, man. That's 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 a blessing too, man. The blessings you can even be talking to, you know, housing marketers and doing the things you guys doing, man. So it's a blessing, man. So good luck to you guys, man. I'm sure you guys are get it though. Yeah, cause so when we came in, you know, when I came in, I was young, real young, real dumb. You know, you do stuff, you kind of mess your credit up a little bit. I don't know if you ever had those days where you, you know, you went and got gas for your car. Were you, was you, you wasn't married when you came in, was you? Uh, not right, not right away. I got married quickly though, but not right away. Yeah. So, I don't, so you always had like responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was times I didn't. So it was times that, you know, I would use the, the Navy fed car, like right before the payday, gas up the car. It's only like a dollar on it, but I yeah, gas yeah. up the car, fill oh, up yeah. the tank to like yeah. $40. Yeah, I do the same thing, man. <laughs> Yeah, used to man. do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I did that, but I did a lot worse than that, though, man. So yeah, like no, what? No, no doubt, man. When it comes to, to financial and credit, <laughs> I don't want to even get into all that. But I, I am most definitely used to be be wilding when it comes. To, I, I can give you some examples of wilding. It's like, um, so I came in, um, got me a little ninety five Escort, man. Yeah, little ninety five Escort. That thing was green. It had some little rims on it. So I went out, put these little twills in the back. So all this stuff that I'm naming, twills in the back, the rims on it, and nice little paint job on it and stuff, uh, I had to get a loan for. Mm. Right? So this is that's right there alone is like three different three different loans I had to pay back at once. Okay. Oh, so everything <laughs> so everything you had to get a loan for. You had yes. to get a loan for the rims. Yes. You had to get a loan yes. for the, for yes. the but everything. And it was all at different places. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm already creating all this, 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 this bad stuff, man. Then to pretend not 
growing up in Mississippi, we ain't talking about percentages. We ain't talking about how much APR and all this stuff. So I'm yeah, getting charged. I'm getting crazy charges on this stuff. I'm, I'm paying a thousand. I'm paying like like two, three thousand dollars on a thousand dollars, man. Yeah, you know what I mean, like was, <laughs> <laughs> they was killing me, man. But hey. So as I grew up, though, I, I, I so learned. You, was you riding around like my man off uh, Menstrual Society when he got the 5.0? Was you yeah, riding? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was me, pull up man. At the, pull up at the uh, fast food driving or whatever. Yeah. Always live. It's called living out your means, man. Like yeah. you're living and, and you, can't, you can't afford it, man. And we all do that. We're trying to be something that we are not, you know, and things like that. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of how I grew up. In the, in the beginning, man, I was doing stuff that I know I, I couldn't afford. But I was still doing it. So yeah, a lot of people and a lot of people do that. Yeah, you know, because we like we, we always talk about it. We talked about it the last couple of times we talked. But you you come from a place where like you know it's a couple different routes. You know, some sometimes it's sports. Sometimes it might be like some music, some type of way you making music. People yeah. used to do back then. People used to do like party planning and stuff like that. So you get like just these single outputs or whatever. You never really see like, all right, this might be the way I need to manage my money and stuff like that. And then you also you base your your mentorship and the people that you kind of learn from from the people that you've always known. Yeah. So when you get in the Navy, you really I, I mean, when I first got in, I really didn't know how to angle my perspective when it came to picking a mentor. So yeah. when it came to like choosing the right mentor, I didn't know how to angle my perspective. So yeah. when you first came in, right, well, like did you have a like when did you actually get a mentor somebody that you would have considered your mentor man I, I i tell you i i looked up to a lot of people man but i necessarily didn't have a mentor until i got a little bit more um senior in the navy mm -hmm. right i never like say for example when i was uh e3 four i didn't have a first class at the time that i looked now i had some squared away first classes mm -hmm. you know i i seen a lot of stuff going on but i didn't have that one guy go to and talk one-on-one -on -one with and things like that i didn't have that um growing up but the truth about it is man i didn't need that either yeah you know how when i came in the navy i came in the navy to go and get it and when i came to the navy also i felt like it was real easy in the navy all i gotta do is just go go a little bit harder than everybody else yeah that's one of that, that was that, that was my whole mindset so i really didn't need i didn't need nobody to go and say okay hey you need to do this a certain way you need to do that a certain way i always since i came in i always been that go-getter type guy and i always went went and got it so i didn't never had need that but as i got more senior in the navy mm -hmm. uh i had some great mentors i had some people i could look up to uh it ain't necessarily had to be with talks either though it has to be how they how they um, present themselves, how they deliver information, how they carry themselves. It was so many ways. I didn't just look at them to, okay, have a one-on-one -on -one with me and let's talk about this. No, it was just the way they, they, they carried themselves, the way they stood up in front of the division and put out information, um, how people got behind them when it was time to, to, to go. So I had a couple of them, man. I had um, – um, a guy that just made Master Chief right now, Paul Green. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I, I damn, congrats to Paul Green, man. Yeah, man, just put on congrats. Master Chief, man. <laughs> uh, uh, big, congrats, yeah, man. yeah, big deal, man. Big, especially in our rate, it's a big deal. Um, and I most mostly me and him, you know, we went we, a lot of times we went back and forth on certain things, yeah, um, because we was both alpha guys. 
Um, but when it comes from a knowledge standpoint, that's where he was. He mentored me. This guy knew his stuff, and I knew from I can learn from that. So what it, was he then? What was he? He was a chief. Okay. And when I can go and I can learn something from somebody, that's what I like, man. I like being in situations where I can learn from somebody. If I can, was, if, if was I'm that the, was that rate specific, rate specific, okay, rate, rate specific. The guy knew his stuff, and, and in in our profession, damage control, uh, sometimes it's between life and death. On what you know and don't know, mm-hmm. you can put somebody in a bad position um, to go do a certain thing, and it might be the wrong thing. It can kill them, or it can it can break some equipment. So uh, this guy knew everything. He knew his stuff, man. Uh, so good, 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 big shots out to uh, Paul Green. Also, I had Jay Montanero, man. We met at, at ATG. We were both chiefs at the time, man, and we were both chiefs. Normally, you ain't gonna look at a chief and be like, "Oh, this guy's my mentor." But yeah. time he got to the command, I was there a couple months before he got there. The way he carried himself. He made scene chief right after that, but um and he's also a, a CMC now, you know, Master Chief also. Congrats, Jay. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats, man. And um, so yeah, man, the way he carried himself, you know, the, the how he how he wouldn't he'll get in the chief match. You can tell when somebody say leaders of leaders, man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this guy go in there, he don't care what he, what who's in there, and he's gonna lead them and he's gonna like you need a volunteer to, to, to take care of something, that was him. Yeah, you know they knew it was going to be him ahead of time, so it wasn't no. So I looked up at that stuff. Um, and the other guy I want to throw a shout out to is uh Jeremy Hartley, man. Like this guy right here, man. Like okay. we clicked uh, right away. We was on the Nimitz together, and I was a first class, and he was a chief. And the time I got to the command, I made chief right after that. And we was up in the office, man. We just had this different vibe, man. And and he was he was just like good at what he did man he was always on top of it like when it came to admin it came to anything he always you know had it he always knew what was going on right yeah. every time he know what was going on so big shots out of Jeremy. he been a cmc he been a master chief for a minute now you know he did i think he about to do his second tour i think um of being a cmc so big shots out to Jeremy. what's good man yeah so yeah man and mentors are 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 big in the in the military period though you know, you have to have that lean, especially now, like uh, with the with the sailors that's coming into the Navy now. And I remember you brought this up before. Uh, sometimes that's that's all they got. They don't have nobody to call back and lean on or call back and talk to or something like that. So having those guys that they can look up to and them having those guys that they can take in. And 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 do a one on one with or them guys they can look up to and say, man, that guy squared away right yeah. there. I want to be like that. Um, it's a it's a big deal in the navy. But on the flip side, it's one of those programs that we didn't throw it away. Yeah. So you talk about the program on paper, huh? On paper, uh-huh. yeah. So on the paper program, we don't even talk about it that much yeah. anymore, man. Like it's like it's like a it's like it's a program there, but. When can you tell me the last time we even knew who the freaking mentor coordinator is? And nobody even know. Actually, you can go on your ship right now and go at my command and ask who's a who's a coordinator, and they probably don't have a clue. Yeah, cause I mean, it seemed like it always seemed like we pushed the priority to just different things that got to do with production and work and management, and we kind of forget about the people, the people, people aspect. Side of, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And these, a lot of people need mentors. And that could be some of the source of some of the degradation of just how much people care. 
You know what I'm saying? Because yep. a lot of times you get you you get you sit down with your mentor. Your mentor cares, you know, and it it, it could inspire you to care as well. And um, I know I had a few good ones. You know, I came rough around the edges. I came in from Philly. I lived in Florida for a while. I joined I joined in Florida, but I I was a little rough. But uh, I had two third classes, and I probably wouldn't have considered them my mentors then. But as I look back, you know, yeah. I would consider them my mentors now. But I was trying to compete. I was trying to, you know, and I was new new in the game, so I didn't really know a lick of electrical work except for what I was doing before I joined. But so I'm, like, pulling up the non-skid strips, man, trying to get the non-skid strips up faster than them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They out pulling non-skid strips. I'm pulling non-skid strips. They, like, I got my second class. Yo, why am I fireman pulling non-skid strips faster than y'all? I'm yeah. on go. You know what Let's I'm saying? Go. I'm trying to compete. Yeah. So, um, but they were the ones who, like, they just reinforced things. Like, hey, man. If you do this, uh, you could get this. If you do this, you could get this. I remember Stan, it was a, I, I'll never forget her name. Her name, uh, Megan Staples. It was a, I was brand new to the ship. She got her ESWAS as a, as a uh, fireman, like a, 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 a seaman. She was like a GMSN. And I remember like hearing my third class kind of say like, dang. And this not this wasn't when it was like just everybody was getting, getting it, it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I remember my third class like, dang, she got an ESWAS as a seaman, man. She squared away. I'm like, hey, like I want them to say that about me. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I pushed and I pushed. and But even at, even at that time, my chief was like every day, hey, what's up with the East Wash pen, man? And it, it started to get like kind of like I was tired of them saying it. Like, yo, what's up with the East Wash pen? Yeah. What's up with the East Wash pen, man? So I just I, I went ahead and I got it. I remember like I, I didn't do good on the first test. I took the first test and I ain't do good on it. And my second class, my EM2 had to see the test. He was like, hey, man, like I saw, you know, I saw that test, man. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I would do it again. You know, I did it again. And, you know, it's East Wild, so everybody got like the, the, cheat, the cheat sheet, you know, situation going on. So I, I got it again. And they like, yeah, I got a cheat sheet. I got a cheat I got a cheat sheet. I was like, no, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. So I went, I pushed my own self through it without using the cheat sheet that they had. And I got a 98. Or whatever, right? Big time. And then we did the East West board. And this ain't for the this ain't for the podcast. This ain't me. It was me and my boy Gamage, a CS, a CS three, I think, at the time. Or we both were uh E four. We were either both E threes or E fours. It's we we did the East West board. It was like a 20 minute, it was like a 20 minute board. And this one they were like three hours. This was the first class, it's 20 minutes. There's like, oh, y'all know everything. There's a y'all know everything. So we went to the Chiefs, (laughs) done. But if it wasn't for those mentors I had, yeah, the two thirds like always. Oh man, you good? So after the East was, they like, man, you got your East was. You already, you gonna be the, you gonna be the Blue Jacket of the Year. You gotta be. Like, I mean, what else? Like, how else can they compete? Like, and they were doing this like naturally. Like, this wasn't something that they was thinking about yeah, doing, or they read a book. They like, how else can anybody compete? And boom, it was it. It was literally. Blue Jacket of the Year. Then they're like, oh, you doing this? You might be, you know. Then they left. When they left, I was like, damn, like, you know, how do I, you know, keep, keep going? going? Yeah. And that's when I started mentoring other sellers, kind of like the same way, you know. But I also had a, a GSC one who went and made a, he went and made officer. So as even as a mentor, you know, that's another kind of thing that it reinforced you to continue to excel too, because yeah. you got to do good too. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, people watching you, you can't, it's certain things you can't, like you ever had a moment when like your mentor disappointed you or somebody that you thought was squared away yeah, disappointed you? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think about um, it? So, especially, and, and that's one thing you learn real quick too, man, is that 
you will, you have these the the navy mentors yeah and then you have these your your outside the navy mentors i feel like sometimes you got to have both yeah because uh so bill you about to bring up bill cosby no, no, I'm not bringing up Bill Cosby, man. I'm not bringing up, yeah, I'm not bringing up the Jello, man. But um, but yeah. So um, I had this mentor before. Uh, well, not I ain't gonna say he was a mentor like like me. We talked all the time, but it's somebody that that you look up to, right? Uh-huh. Um, and one and he's he got caught up. He got caught up um messing with a junior sailor. Oh man, and got and got busted down to a, a to a first class. And um, this ain't a guy that I talk to and 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 like on a one on one basis, um, but when it hit home like that, you like, man, this guy is squared away. This guy was on his way to master chief. Yeah, yeah. You know, was he was like, a chief at the time, yeah. but you knew he was young. He was this guy was on his way, and then that stuff happened to him. Now his whole career is like done. Yeah, right. So that's kind of one of those things, man. But you, but even me, look from outside looking in, I learned from that, man. Yeah. Like I learned from from his mistakes and um but that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta learn. You're gonna see a lot of stuff in the Navy and you gotta take all that stuff and you gotta learn from it, man. It's and it ain't easy like being a mentor, like a role model for somebody. I remember when I was uh back when I was a third, I wanna say. No, I was a second. And I was struggling with my weight. And I remember every PRT, so every time I, I run a PRT, I gotta go to the bathroom first, right? And it ain't just a regular kind of gotta go to the bathroom. Like I gotta take a shit like every time I run mm-hmm. a PRT, I ate something the night before, yeah. and I gotta take this just like wow, like poop, right? So, yeah. so, so I go to this PRT. I'm still at my first command. I go to a PRT. Oh, you know, we do everything we gotta do before the run. I already know I'm a struggle. I, I know I'm a struggle on a run already. Like I'm like two thirty. I know I'm a probably struggle on a run, but I still had to go to the bathroom. So they're like, oh, yo, you ten minutes to go to the bathroom. So I, you know, I run over. I go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking like two minutes pass, man. So I go to the bathroom. I squeeze. I, I take my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's like six minutes later. I come out the six bathroom. Six minutes. I feel like I feel like it's six minutes. Yeah. I feel like it was like a six minute shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Grace. this. I you know you go through the push ups. You go through the curl ups. <laughs> you go through the weight. Like, it's like six minutes. Uh, you know, it's like six. Just kind of, and that's like you know the push ups and the curl ups. That's like grinding it down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's ready to come out. So. I come out the bathroom and I'm like, all right, I got time. I'm gonna run on the track, and they running already. They running the they running the PFA already, right? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, they running. I'm like, yo, this was not ten minutes. So what did I do, man? I jumped in, man. I jumped on the track <laughs> without starting and then. Nah, yeah, I ain't start, man. I just jumped on the track. <laughs> oh my, yeah, I just goodness. jumped on. So mm-hmm. I jumped on and I uh I just started running, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and at this point, I'm like, junior seller of the year. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man. So I jump on. I run around the track. Um, and then I do like, it was like a, a track. I think it probably was like a half mile lap. It was in it was in Norfolk. So whatever that track is. Yeah. But I know that I didn't do one of the laps. Right. So I jump on. I skip a lap. I finish like around the same time as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And um. I'm everything good, you know. I'm running, you know. They tell me the number eleven thirty five, eleven thirty five. You go tell a dude, hey, eleven thirty five. Out of breath, I'm exhausted after those laps. So I knew I ain't have another one. I knew mm. like if I'd have hit another one, it'd have been. So the uh, the PFA coordinator at the time, he came up to me. He was like, hey, uh, this later, this like a week later. He's like, I got to talk to you about something. He, he too. So he cut with his shot. But like, what's going on? He's uh, senior chief Sanchez. I want to say. 
here's like this is an integrity question. I was like, mm. oh, what we got? What we got, man? He was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting word that uh, you didn't run your whole uh, PFA. I was like, nah, you know, I finished it. I ran a whole thing. He was like, nah, I'm getting word that you kind of just jumped in, you know, on the middle. And I knew who told him. And a person that told him had like a like a little personal issue too. But, you mm. know, I wasn't going to go back and forth there. So he was like, what you gonna do? I'm like, I ran my whole, I ran my whole PFA. You know, he's like, he's like, I know you didn't, man. He's like, so what you gonna do? So uh, he gave me an option to just run it again, yeah, or whatever. He's like, you gotta run, it. and it was like in two days. It was like, so this was like Thursday. He's like, you gotta run it again Saturday. I'm like, why? You know, why can't I do it Friday or Monday? He was like, you wasted my time. Now we gonna waste yours, man. You know what I'm that's saying? That's what I'm talking about. I like <laughs> this. I like this guy already. I like that. So my mentor was a CFL. You know, he was yeah. like an ACFL. He was a GSE one. And he came up to me. He was like, hey, man, did you, you know, cheat the PRT, man? I was like, nah. You know, he was like, I know you did. You know, he was like, I know you cheated, man. He was like, it just don't make sense. He was like, you probably was going to struggle on the run anyway. Like, he was just being honest. He was like, there's no way you finished that thing at like 1134. He's <laughs> like, there's no way. You probably is going to struggle. You know, I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, I, you know, I did cheat. You know what I'm saying? He was like, all right, well, take that. Take your lesson. You know, um. Take your punishment, do what you got to do, get back up there, sell it a year, get back up there, everybody, you know, take a bump and just run that thing and, or whatever. And that was like for him being a man, he was he was my legit like mentor, like outside of the mentorship program and on paper in a mentorship program. And then he yeah. happened to be the uh, CFL. And I'm sure he vouched for me some behind the scenes way that yeah. I, I didn't because nothing went on paper. Nothing went on paper for yeah. that incident. And, and, and one thing is about uh, the way that happened. I mean, I know you came out and, you know said you you did cheat or whatever but that's hard to prove anyway so i think when he came down there the first time he was probably trying to see look in your face yeah he wanted to know yeah. to know you know to, to try to prove the fact that i know you did this and, yeah. and so type somebody deal, saw so. it like I, yeah. I and i knew who you know after you find out you know i started going around on my detective work yo who, who said it so i found out who said it and i yeah. knew they had yeah, it's a ship so everybody got some kind yeah. of like dirt and they had some real deep deep rooted dirt mm -hmm. and i'm like man i'm just gonna go ahead and, i'm just gonna go ahead and run it again because I, I know yeah. i cheated and this could yeah. be this could be a whole lot worse yeah yeah so that was i mean that was a good way for and then later later on some of those people even like things happened to them like the, the, like yeah. you know some real bad stuff kind of happened to the, uh the navy you know some navy stuff people wasn't following the right regulations not not my mentor not the gsc one he's still a successful you know, guy, and he was he was probably my first real deal kind of guy that I really like looked at him. He it, he had a second class that was really a real good inspiration too. Yeah. But I'm um, just learning from the two thirds him. I had an EM two that kind of he was the you know when you first join you kind of off put you don't talk to nobody you just kind of like trying to figure it all out little chip on your shoulder yeah. and that's how I was I was quiet but my EM too I stood duty with him so I had to learn from him so he was the one who tapped into like I like movies you know so he that's how the conversations would start so he would start conversations with me like about something we might have debated about when it was just me and him and I'm comfortable yeah. with him already so yeah. me and him might be debating about a movie or something and he might start up the debate when the other guys was around so you know I'm you start the debate, I'm going in, you know? Yeah. So we, you know, we debating about movies, like how, how real, how trash Will Smith is and stuff like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Yeah. Will Smith? <laughs> Top yeah. three in my book. Man, I can't let you go on Will like that, man. Yeah, like really, really like horrible, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting actor, man. We talk about this all the time. Some, <laughs> some of the worst movie choices in the last decade oh, that goes goodness. to Will. Top three. <laughs> so so we debate, you know, we so he would bring me in on that, man. It's just always good to have a good mentor, a good person that's going to kind of put you on the right path. And still to this day, he's he's a, still a good mentor. So I had a few. I had a few in my first uh, enlistment. So I got a question for you, though. So from you coming in, from when I came in, what do you think about now for sailors picking a mentors? Like I, uh, And I'm going to give you an example why I bring this up. Like, What do you think about it? Because I see sailors now just trying to pick somebody who they cool with. You know what I mean? I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with this guy. So let me, um, you know, he's gonna be my mentor because I'm cool with him. I mean, on both sides of the on both sides of the coin, uh, it's it, it's a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's a collective decision between both of them. But it, it, you gotta be cognizant of like when you take a chance to like when you take that chance to pick your mentor, and then you gotta be cognizant of when you get picked to be a mentor and, and that responsibility that's entailed in that. So the first, uh, I don't know if you like our mentor conversation yeah, or not. I don't know if you like it or not, he's getting, getting crazy. But um, the, first, uh, the first part is that your mentor should be, you gotta do like, in my opinion, you gotta do a mentor test. You yeah. gotta give your mentor some, like something that, they need to kind of correspond with like a a critical point that you don't that you you're not going to accept yeah. you know in my opinion like it can't always be roses with with your mentor so you, you you like so that's like me for instance now if I'm testing like I would test I'm like at a point now where I want to test my mentors I might like give a scenario that I know I'm in the wrong about like yeah, yo, uh, just say. yeah, I did this, but boom, boom. And if you just, if your response is, well, you know, it is what it is. You know, that captain, that you know, that department head, whatever, is like this. Then that's an issue to me, or whatever. You know, that's a real, that's a real issue to me. If if all you gonna do is agree with everything that I say, you know, I'm like, hey, I was coming from a party, me and my wife, I'm drunk driving, we had the kid with us, and the dude, and you know, and if they trying to justify that, you know, that's a problem. And then it's the same thing with if you choose to be a mentor, you gotta understand, it's not really about being a friend. You know, yeah. it's about being the best thing that a person need at a specific point of time. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I see, man. I see a whole lot of I see a whole lot of um, you know, friendship in the mentoring world instead of somebody that's actually looking out for your best interest. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's not it's not about that. It's not about well, it's okay. Yeah. No, if you do something that's messed up, it's me as your mentor to tell you that's jacked up, man. That's not the right way to do business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and back in back when I came in, you tied yourself to the mentor. You know what I mean? Meaning like if that mentor, I remember sailors going to DRB and your mentor had to be there with them. Yeah, it ain't and that's not that's not the case at you know, all. Not the case at all no more, man. Like when you had your meetings with your mentees and all that stuff, your proteges, whatever they call them these days, man. So none of that stuff happens now, man. So so for you guys that's out there. You know, you a mentor to these young sailors out there. Keep that in mind. You know, it's not all of roses all the time. You can't 
you know, be the yes person to them all the time. You have to um, sometimes tell them the hard truth. And that truth may hurt, but they know at the end of the day, if they if they want you to be their mentor, that's what that should be what they want you to do. Yeah. You know, is that. So what you think about the end rate mentor? Like you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, for the end rate, I, I don't necessarily like it. Right. Um, because if it's in rate, I take that back. If it's in rate and it's and it's um, outside of the, your command. Yes, because I'm sure they could teach you some if they senior to you. I'm sure they could teach you some, but I feel like if it's in if if they part of the command, um, I think it's a little bit different because you they boss. Yeah, you know, you may be in charge of them or something. So I think it's a little bit different. Uh, but outside of the ship, outside well outside of your command, um, it could be good for you because that's your rate and they kind of can understand you a little bit better when it comes to what you're talking about. Um, and then sometimes it gets a little bit deeper than that once you start talking to and once you re- build that relationship, you could talk about more than just your job. Um, but it could be okay. I mean, but I, I most definitely not the same command though. I don't agree with that. Yeah. You know, the way I look at it for the same command is you should be mentoring these guys anyway. You know, if I'm your chief, if I'm your first class, your second class, whatever, I should already be your mentor. It shouldn't have to be in writing yeah this kind of like thing yeah. that we got forced or whatever like that i'm yeah. already your mentor if i'm not your mentor as your chief then i'm doing something wrong yeah well, i can agree with that too makes sense makes a lot of sense man so let's talk a little bit more about uh mentors right now in your career right now do you have a mentor right now i will say I don't necessarily have a mentor that I call for guidance anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I may call, I may send some information out to somebody say, hey, take a look at this. Or I may send, um, I may say, hey, what's about, what what's going on with this? What you think about that? Yeah. Um, but it necessarily don't have to be a, a person either, though, man, when it comes to mentor, man. It's a lot of different things you can do. Uh, you can be going on, on on stuff and online and looking at things. You can be have videos. You can have books. You can have all these stuff that can mentor you to get to where you're trying to go. Um, so that's kind of how I look at. It. I don't necessarily because the thing about it is, man, like where you're trying to go and where you're trying to get to. Um, when you become where I am in at in the Navy, yeah, um, it's a little bit different now. Yeah, for me. Yeah, and and it, and it, so it'll change depending on what you want to do yeah. too, right? Because yeah. if you if you if you starting to be at the bottom part of your career and what you want to do now is transition out, you know, yeah. you, it might be somebody already out or somebody that's doing some stuff as far as business stuff like outside of uh, the Navy that you kind of want to look at or the military in general that you kind of want to look at and yep. kind of base like your steps after that person. Right. Yep. If you're a chief, it might be a senior chief or master chief that you see, hey, I, I kind of want to do my thing, you know, this way. Yeah. Um, it's still a lot of people. I, it's still some of the same people that I looked up to before. Um, you know, I still look up to now. It's when you get older, it's kind of hard to be impressionable just on like just meeting somebody, you yeah. know. But it's still any anybody that's ranked above me, I look at, you know. Yeah. And I get good stuff from them. I get bad stuff from them. But I do take a look at them. Yeah, like most that. definitely. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like that, too, when it comes to that stuff. I mean, I, I most definitely um, have some people that's in my career that I look at and still see what they're doing and all this type of stuff. Um, but I may not even talk to them on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, but I do look at them also, you know, see what they're doing, see what they're up to. 
Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 a you have to have that though, man. You have to have that in your life because it's a drive too for you though. You want you want to. I, I even have people I can look at that's that's maybe a, a chief. Yeah, I can look at it and be like, man, that guy he's doing things the right way. You know, it's, it's crazy because you mentioned having a chief that was messing with a junior seller a while mm-hmm. ago. So I had a chief at one, on my short duty command. He came and he was a BMC, so he was hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Real hardcore. He's like I think I, I think I met him in a parking lot. You know, he like, hey, I'm gonna tell you straight up. If these guys, whatever these guys got going on, I'm like, yo, this chief, this chief hard, yo, he's like yeah. hardcore, man. So um, I didn't know that he had just made chief. Like you know, he was like just kind of went through the season. So I'm like, damn, this chief coming in like he about to you know hit hard. Something happened. They wound up. You know, they wound up, him and his senior chief wound up having sex with a junior seller mm. in, her, uh, in her barracks room. You know, both of them. He wasn't even, he wasn't even getting hit for that. You know, he was good to go. He was in a clear. But something happened, you know, different. Uh, the senior chief was denying it. So the, the female seller, she kind of came clean about the whole story. Um, and when she came clean about the whole story, his name wound up being in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so while everything was happening, he still was walking around hardcore until his name got in it. Man, don't you know they busted him down to a first? Like he was a first class. He yeah, was on, man. he was on, he was on base. Like he was still on base. So they moved him from like where we were to like another part of base. He was in admin. So you go to admin and you see him. I remember like I went to admin, man, and one time and he was like, Man, like you act like you know, you act like you don't know me no more. Man. <laughs> I know <laughs> and, you. I know and, you. And, and, and I ain't even do that. I wasn't even acting like I, I know him. Like it was like my first time going to have, man. You know, oh, he's like, What's man. up, man? And I'm like, I'm like, and I was just thinking, like, yo, this dude was super hardcore when he came, man. He, he went like, hardcore when he came, met you, man. <laughs> nah, nah, like you came at me real hard, like oh, the first man. day, man. You know, now we. You a first class again, my man. Like you going to the FCPOA later? Oh, <laughs> if you, man. Hey, if you got busted down from a chief, look, if you got busted down from a chief to a first, would you go to FCPOA? I ain't gonna make it, man. <laughs> FCPOA, man. I ain't gonna make it, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I ain't you gonna, still, you I ain't probably gonna make would you still try to get to the CPOA? Hang out? You be hanging out no, the door? Oh <laughs> man, I'm, I'm done, man. I don't know. That, that's that's a that's crazy though. I guess when you look at it, man, like. The way you said it, man, I guess it has to depend on how long I've been in, man. I guess if I was already over 20, I'm done. I, I ain't hitting the FCPOA again. No, I'm not going to FCPOA. But think about it if I was the inmate chief and I'm in 13 years. You know what I mean? I, I can yeah. rebound. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, can rebound. You might go. You might, yo, you could rebound. You could be a yeah. chief again. But, but you, you, after, after you, a year or two, though, I'm, I'm not going to FCPO for a minute, nah, though. No, nah, it got to be a different command. Probably a different it command. Be a different command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I agree. Different command. You can't go back yeah. in, in that command. Yeah, you know most definitely you, different command. You and that, you and that, like, yeah, the Chiefs, man, they, you know, they pieces of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, like, man. <laughs> like, nah, you can't do that. I know him, too. I know him. I've been in there. I've been in those walls, man. I've been in those hollowed halls, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, the president of that thing, man. You was already chief. Yeah, you, yeah. President. Leverage that. You, vote, you yeah, leverage. Vote. I know what it takes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Vote. You know what it takes to get in, and you know what it takes to get <laughs> yeah. out. That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. Man. So he, but he, he was a good dude. I don't know what happened to him. I think he 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 wound up just riding it out and getting out of that. Yeah. But um, what about <laughs> you make chief and then you go up for uh, you make chief get busted down and then you go up for seller of the year. You make you, you make chief again. Yeah, man, that's that's 
it's harder now though it's like a lot of it takes time to um rebound like that off of a njp right yeah it does but uh, i mean you 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 almost like like i think i don't know how long it exactly is but you be right back in the fight pretty quick though yeah uh, taking the exam again and, and doing things like that it's, i know it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of time between i think though but yeah i know some people that just feel like hey i'm just kind of on like uh limbo time until i'm eligible again like after yeah. like four years or something and, and, like pe- that. and people people know too i guess the thing about it is because people know people people know that um uh they look at your record for five years yeah so automatically people kind of let off the gas because they know hey i'm not even getting looked at hardcore like yo it's a wrap until five years yeah you like, know what i mean but there's so, a lot of good sellers in that position though yeah would yeah. you would like you know how what like different things like seller of the year is sometimes you know it could be a lot of reasons outside of just pure performance or pure capability that somebody would you know get it would you even recommend like giving it to a guy that might be in his second year of a njp kind of recovery process seller of the year yeah because i feel like that's 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 uh of the year is within what they did within that year so if they outside of that year yeah before no but if all that's cleared up within that year yeah, yeah i will consider so you feel like if you sell it yeah you sell it you sell it a year but now when i say that like that's a whole four quarters though yeah like i wouldn't and it's my personal opinion i will not consider them if they within that quarter if, they, yeah. if within that year i wouldn't consider them at all for the year so what about sell it a year for consecutive years I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that a few times too. Would you think about that? If they were sale of the year for consecutive years, yeah, not not nothing to do with the we off the kind of NJP thing. Okay, okay but okay. if you if you give us somebody sale of the year, one year, and then you give them sale of the year, the the next year. Oh yeah. If they, if they still a first class, they still performing at a high level. Yeah. Or first class, or say whoever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that, man. Like, like. If you performing, man, and they de- deserving of it, yeah. why not, man? Why not? And, and and speaking of that, man, that's why I'm kind of okay with this new sale of the year thing. Yeah. Right? Because you got people out there performing at a high level and you can't do but four. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's four people that, that that's, that's up for it. So now I know a lot of you guys already know out there. Now it's 18. Yeah. Right? With this new instruction came out, it's 18. So- Man, I think that's a big deal, man. I think now, hopefully, we see a, a higher level across the board from everybody. Like, man, you giving me something to, to, to go at now, man. You giving me something. Because sometimes you got four, right? Only got four people. So you're like, man. Yeah, and can you get into the four? Like, what, what happens Like, what, what happens to the four? Cause so so they go up. Um, so I I don't know the, all the, where they go to and how they yeah, – yeah. but I do know – The ultimate, but ultimately what happens? Ultimately, they become chiefs. Yeah, meritor- meritorious yep, advanced, advanced to, chief. to chief. So, yeah. um, but you only got four that that, that happens to, right? So you got – if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, so you guys can check me on this. You got one from Pacific, uh, one from Atlantic. Um, you got one from this – I want to say – the sub side and then you got one from um reserve or something like that mm-hmm. i think right and i could be wrong um i think those are four that you used to have yeah um to do so but now they coming from like they got the type the type commander right is now uh giving these out so 
You got 18, so I'm assuming it's maybe, shoot, I think it's like what, I don't want to get into this stuff because I'm not all solely. Yeah, but three, it, it's, it probably player. evens the playing field geographically yeah. for these guys, you know, yeah. these guys and these women. Like, it probably evens the playing field a lot now. You're not, it's not just four. You're not, like, just shit out of luck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when some of them deserve to be in there, yeah. you know? There's some yeah. first classes right now operating on that level that they deserve to go through initiation and deserve to, you know, come into the cheese mess. And they yeah. would probably contribute to the cheese mess. And then uh, on on top of that, man, like you, if you when you look at it, um, in the terms of what these sailors are doing, and 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 like you said, they at that that level of a chief level, they are now taking this sailor of the year, and they making them chiefs off of our precepts. Yeah, right on the things that we should be the wickets that we should be hitting. So yeah, I mean, I feel like these guys are ready if they get selected by. Uh, these type commanders, uh, you really got a good feeling that they are deserving because of what they're looking at now. They're yeah. looking at our precepts to make those those guys chiefs. So it's a big deal, man. Yeah. I, so if I'm a first class and I'm, you know, just wondering, like, what would even get me that kind of consideration? What's some suggestions you got for like somebody in that position? Um, well, at first, it starts off um, at your command, right? So first off, you got to own up. You got to go up, and you got to win at your own command first mm-hmm. before you even before you even think about um, stuff like that. And you're gonna have people at your command that's gonna that's gonna tell you on things that you can do and can't do um, to to make you successful. But what I tell young sailors, um, stay hungry, right? Stay hungry. Uh, stay keep grinding uh, wherever you at because they got these things for shore duty. You got them from at sea wherever you at. Never settle. Never settle, man. If you go on to the next qual, if it's a qualification, on to the next qual. If it's a, a collateral, mix it up. Be great at it. Be the best that you 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 can be at that collateral and, and have an impact. Being a first class and having an impact on board a ship, man, that's what you need. You need to have an impact. It don't matter what it is and what you're doing. Impact somebody. Yeah, like they got like we need to know you're here. Like yeah. we need to like you need to be standing out. Like, you know, and not forced. You know, my biggest thing is this. Like, I don't think you should be able to quantify it. You know, this is my opinion. I don't want to quantify what it takes to, you know, be seller of the year or to get into the Chiefs mess. But I do want to say to care about what you do and every facet of it, right? Because when you start getting to that point where all you're doing is kind of filling in wickets, right? Because we see people doing that. Like, hey, well, I got to do this. I got to do my PPME. I got to do my JPME. I got to get a uh, MOVSM. I got to do that. I got to do that. And it's like the moment that you don't make it that, you know, first year or you don't make it that second year, that disappointment ensues. So then you get disappointed. And now it's like some people lose hope after that. They give up, you know, and you can never you can never. I remember that like my first year up, my first actual year up, I was coming off shore duty, a number one EP on shore duty. And I just knew I was going to make it. You know, I'm sitting at a bar. I'm like, man, I'm good to go. I got everything I need. I, I was close to the degree. I didn't have a degree. I had some awards. I had some quals. Um, and a senior chief was talking to me. He was like, hey, man, you probably not going to make it on the first time. He was like a, a somebody with a number one EP coming off shore duty does not outweigh even like a number three EP on sea duty. He was like, it's yeah. just not going to outweigh it. Yeah. Uh, he was like, you need LPO at sea. I was like, I have it. I had it as a second. He was like, you're going to need it again. It was a couple of things he was saying. And like, I can't lie. Like when he said it, I was upset. Now, 
when I made Chief, he was the first person I found and and, and hand I shook because I made it, you know, the year later. But when he said it, I was like tight. Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Then the results came out and I didn't make it, you know, but after I didn't make it, I wasn't like, all right, let me keep filling more wickets. Let me find this collateral. Let me figure out what, mm -hmm. what I was going to do. No, my overdrive then, I can't lie. This was my only overdrive then. And I was at like a, a pretty kind of peculiar command at that point where I was going TAD to different ships. I was on LCS. So my only thing that I went in overdrive at that point was caring. All right, I'm not going to worry about this wicket. I'm not going to worry about this degree. I'm not going to worry about JPME, PPME. I ain't going to worry about the MOVSM. I'm going to worry about my sailors. I'm going to worry about yeah. my division. I'm going to worry about fixing this equipment. I'm going to worry about being the best that I could be while I'm a first class. Let me be the best first class I could be, the best leader, the best mentor. That year, when I wasn't even thinking about it no more, I made chief. Yep. And, and, and then, you know, um, the drive, right? Having that drive, even when uh, you don't make it, right? Because a lot of times what I see right now is it's us. We are driving these sailors. We're going out telling these sailors, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Then they head blow up. I got this. I got this in the back. My chiefs yeah. and Cause, my cause, senior yeah, chiefs. Cause what's my, the, yeah, because what you doing? What's, yeah. what's, what's the way that that happens? It's like a records review on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We looking at what we looking at. You looking real great. Your eval, your last five evals look good. You got sailor of the year. Uh, I know a guy on board our last command, sailor of the year, freaking uh, good evals ranked in the top three in the evals. And guess what? He ain't pick up. Yeah. We looking at the end dolls. We looking at yeah. uh, PSR. More, all this stuff, man. So it's a numbers game sometimes, too. You know, how many they making? So. I don't encourage the fact of going. You you tell a guy, hey, your record looks good. Yeah. But all the the yeah, you got this in the bag. You know, it's a wrap. You might well go ahead and buy your uniforms. Yeah. You mean all this type of talk, man? It's really let sailors down when they don't make it. Yeah, it's too much. And then they looking at you like, man, you say I was gonna make it. Yeah. You know, then they start looking at you differently. You know, I'm like, so when I'm talking to sailors and I look at their record, I tell them like, hey, either why you don't have this. Are you missing some dates in your evals? You all type of stuff I look at when I'm looking at looking at awards, but I've never been on the board either though, so I yeah. don't get into all the board stuff because or, or, or when you start off a sentence like "all I need is," or yeah. they say, "or they say all I need yeah. is," yeah. it's like I remember when I, I submitted. I remember, like I said, in that, when, in that first year, I was like, "Yeah, all I need is," uh, I ain't finished my degree up, but my second year, people, I'm like, Man, I don't even know what I need, you know. Yeah. It's, it's up to those people in that yeah. room to make yeah. that decision. Make that decision. What they looking for yeah. at that point in time. And the sell of the year don't solidify. A sell of the year award yeah. don't necessarily solidify no. that you're gonna be a nope. chief. Nope. But Not. I do like I do like the eight that number that eighteen number. I mean, yeah. I think it could be a couple more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree, man. It, it's it's some sailors out there that that the numbers just they they perform at the level. And their numbers just the numbers of that they make um, just don't work out for them. Yeah, a certain race right. that is just a certain race that's like that, man. Like, like you got rates out there that's making twenty chiefs, you know. But you got some first class in there that's very capable of being chiefs. Yeah, and they, but they only going to make twenty of them. So the way forward is, I think, with this this eighteen is a. It's a big deal, man. And then the the way I also like, I mean, that's I like the eighteen. Like you mm -hmm. said, it could be more, but I also like um, the board has to be done by May, right? May, I think it says um, 
May 15th. Yeah. The 15th. Board's got to be completed. And then that's good for the September 16th. So they can actually go through the season. Yep. You know, and do all that, go go through the whole initiation stuff and, and become Chiefs at the same time the other guys do. Yeah. So, so it put them right, it put them right, right in there. line. Yep. In line with it. Um, now, I don't know if they get paid on that date or not. I don't know the difference in that yet. I don't know. I don't know if they automatically get paid right then or yeah. not. But I didn't, sure I didn't they, see. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, see I didn't read that yet. Uh, but I'm sure they probably do, though, which yeah. is what makes them a little bit senior, probably. Um, so that's good, man. I, I, I kind of like this. I like where it's going anyway. And then a big, big shots out to the CNO and the MacPun for pulling this trigger, right? Four decades since something like this happened. Um, something that this, the, the change of this happened um since been four decades man yeah well see right, so. the cno they 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 are like with the wholesaler 2025 yeah but the one that you know told everybody they wasn't gonna have that race anymore and everybody went crazy yeah did you you went crazy about that um you i wasn't as crazy i was crazy i mean i i love being a damage control man mm -hmm. so i was a little crazy about it mm -hmm. but i wasn't crazy to some people yeah man some people that was, was going in it was a big big deal um but the way it was presented to me though um and again this is on me being i think 15 years and above it hits probably different for me yeah because you start talking about you're not the navy you know what I mean and then they trying to make something that's that's helps you when you get out the military these numbers are supposed to that they trying to make us these numbers means something outside the navy yeah because so, it was like you was able to cross train, yeah cross train rate, stuff like all that. that type of stuff so i wasn't as mad about it cause i'm like I'm, I'm i'm over the over the top of getting close to 20 years getting close to getting out or whatever so it may it may not be as bad i'm looking at it, it may not be as bad yeah but at the same time man i breathe and eat damage control right so i kind of kind of felt for my guys because man i had some guys that was real upset about yeah because that surface yeah. level thought is that like yo i'm not gonna be called dc2 anymore like yeah. i fought yeah i fought call hard me, to be a call DC me two. zero four eight nine you know yeah yeah i was i was a hundred like yo dude I, like i was a hundred percent okay with it you know and yeah. it, like so many people wasn't though it's hard to be in a yeah. conversation like dude's like yo them race man and it's like, man, I don't want to say I'm all right with it right here. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, this could be a problem for me right here. You know, I might have to go to like an endless debate. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. But a lot, of, I'm glad that they didn't take that, like, because that was like, and maybe if that wasn't like one of the first stages of the rollout with the seller 2025, like people would have understood more. So, I, but I'm glad we still rolling out more stuff. Yeah, um, and the Navy changing a lot, a lot of uh, like apps now for us to like, kind of do stuff control our um, move control like the jobs we kind of find even though in my opinion the apps are, are garbage man they horrible <laughs> well yeah man with these apps i mean trust me i know that's where i know that's where we we going yeah. right with with apps and things like that so i'm okay with it um but the only problem i got with this stuff with these apps is um say all the stuff you got it for admin so you go in admin and then admin tell me why I'm standing there to go check an app. Yeah. I got a problem with that, man. <laughs> like, what are you in here doing? Yeah. You know, like, like what, what's really going on? Like, like it's some stuff that can be taken care of right then and there. And they want me to go check on this app or do it yourself. Yeah. And right? the app's like, always got, like, connection yeah. issues. Like, 
get what get what google get what apple navy like get with some of these companies we got to get yeah. away from skill craft man yeah Skillcraft, man for real dude and, and i appreciate everything we do for skill craft you know um that's we work with the blind you know companies like that but we got to get with some of these leaders in technology get better raps man the touch the touch process is not like legit you touching something for six minutes i remember the uh it was an officer rap. It was like a, a Divo, um, E-Divo app. And it had mm-hmm. like 1,500 instructions in it. You know, some of them you couldn't download. Like, it's too clunky. It's too big. It's a nasty, uh, just the whole interface to it was just nasty. You're supposed to be able to operate offline. It's just not the way to go. Like, my phone can't take this many gigs. Like Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember, um, like, even with the, like, even medical stuff, man. Like now, you they want you to go online and look at yeah. look at your stuff instead of your medical hitting you up and say you got this kind of appointment, you got this. No, you got to do this stuff yourself now. Yeah, and it, so I mean, in a way, it's okay. It's good for me. It's a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't think our tech is like like who are we doing this with? Like that's my whole thing. Like who are we working with? Because I don't think our tech is it the ITs making these apps. I just don't think our tech is like where we should have it at. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, and being at sea duty, man, like, yeah, some of this stuff we you don't can't have do. <laughs> time for all this stuff. Somebody got to tell me. Yeah, you have to tell me that I need to go for my appointments. And I need to do this because we are, we are, when you at the sea, man, it's different. It hits different. Yeah. You know, and you working. You that's, are, why, that's why we had all those first classes that didn't take the, uh, what, PFK? <laughs> yeah. What was, what was that? The PFK last year? Yeah. And they just could, wasn't eligible. They didn't even see eligible. the results of the exam. Yep. And, I, and I mean, <laughs> you know, the bad thing about it, that, that was, that was real shitty. Dudes man. who made it, board, it was, like dudes who made man. board for, I mean, hey, control your career. Yeah. You know, I hate to sound insensitive about this. Yeah. But take advantage uh, and take control over your career. Don't wait. Yeah. And, and that's what got him. Waiting to the last minute and then guess what? We got to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though you may have did it on your app, that don't mean nothing because it ain't going to download until you get back home. Yeah, this about being so, in a mess. This about yeah. this what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this ain't about I'm going to just wait. Like I would have took that first day. Yeah, and it's it, and it, it, it being online makes it a little easier. It, or being on an app makes it a little easier. But follow up, make sure they yeah. got it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm with you with the career thing, man. It's like your career. You you have to you have to look out for yourself at at, at, at all costs, man. Like if this up for you, this we we are talking about uh, guys that's probably got a good chance of putting on chief. And then do yeah. It's people that made board like five yeah. times straight, four times straight. This yeah. could have been their year, yeah. And just didn't do one thing, yeah. You know. And then a lot of these people, they've been upset, yeah. You know, like really pissed off. And I love. I mean, I got people personally I know and love, yeah. You know, but that's one of them. Like you got to get a handle over this, man. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you know. And then some of these guys still didn't do it yet. Yeah. You Which know, it's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, I would. We, we 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 sitting up here. We're sitting up here, man, with with examples. Like last year, we had people that didn't take this exam, man, and was hurt. I'm yeah. talking about like walking hurt. Yeah, and now we still got people right now still having. Done yeah, it. some of the same people, man. 
<laughs> you know, so you didn't you didn't saw what happened. It's crazy, you know, you saw man. the effect of that. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah, the Navy. I mean, it's going it's going a lot of good places with a lot of these things. Uh, evals, the evals well, are changing. Well, yeah. Speaking of apps, I mean, I think that's what that's another thing too. We're gonna be able to do a lot of this stuff online. This new eval system. Um, a lot of this stuff is gonna be online also. Yeah. You'll be able to look at stuff. You're gonna be able to, you know, uh, take tests. It's like it's like a test they rolling out. But the biggest thing about this whole new eval thing to me personally, it hit home with me, is they said they did focus groups on how they coming out this new eval. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That focus group missed me again. Oh yeah, wow. another one. Yeah, <laughs> where, where we at? Focus groups be missing us, man. <laughs> What's good? Hey, holla at me, man. Holla at your boy right here, man. Yo, can yes. I get on one of these focus groups, man? Somebody out there, hit yeah, me up, up and man. get me on one of these focus groups. Mission man. to Speak Freely podcast. Come see us, man. We you here, can just man. Submit the questions. We'll answer them just on a podcast. We'll answer them right on here. Hey, and speaking of that, for anybody who's out there that have done this test trial on these evals, holler at us also. Yeah, talk to me. Holler at us. You know, permission to speak freely. Holler at us. We want to know more uh, about this. So, what do you think about it? new eval system i think it's gonna be good i think it's gonna be a little bit more tailored toward who you are versus who you competing with you know because i mean at the end of the day we only competing with ourselves you know and that's a life like a real life thing there you know i had one of my i had one of my guys i, I i'll give you like my personal experience with evals in a second but i had like one of my guys i was talking to about evals and he was like, hey, you know, it's all of these wickets. It's all of these wickets, but I'm me. That's my life. And none of my goals are, like, outlined on here. You know, it's like it's some professional goals on here, some stuff that I got to hit professionally, but nobody knows if I'm successfully doing what I want to do. You know, it's like, hey, in some ways I want to influence, you know, my sellers. Um, I want to do this. I want to do that. This is not kind of telling me if I'm hitting my own goals. This telling me if I'm hitting somebody else's intentional goals for me yeah and I, I understood what he was saying so you know my my issue my confession for that is certain qualifications like for an engineer you know the pinnacle of your quals is is, is an eal qual right yeah. so I, I got mine on my first ship as a second class mm -hmm. um i didn't think that that would be the pinnacle again for me as a chief like i i wasn't under the expectation that this could affect my eval again if i don't get another one you know what i'm saying like in my yeah. in my life i don't set the same goal twice like i'm not like all right i got married once you know what i'm saying now I'm, after i moved to dc you know the pinnacle of my life is to get married again <laughs> you know what i'm saying now nah, like that was it you know so it's not saying that you know getting the eo letter is not a good thing on a new ship because it's going to help out the watch bill it's going to help out the duty section but being held to the standard that all right chief if you don't get this eo letter it's going to affect your eval in my opinion that's already a flawed part of the evals and that's why i think it's better that we go on toward gearing it toward where it's compared against ourselves. because if i'm comparing against myself i already got this qual so then it's like all right when I hit my 17th year in the Navy and go to a new ship again, you know, the 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 metric is going to be an eval letter again. You know, I'm going to have to hear that at an eval debrief. Hey, all you need is your eval letter. I have two of these. Like, I need yeah. another one. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> what do you mean I need another one? Uh, so I do got a question about that, man. Like, like right now, um, 
the talk is eval is going to be based on your career field needs. Yeah. Right. So what does that mean? Right. A career. So, so I mean, if my, if, if they don't need any uh, chiefs, we're not going to make any. We, 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 I'm not going to get a good eval because I don't understand it uh, based off the career field, your career field needs. I think it got to do with if you're doing your job. I think it's more of that. I, I think it's more of if you're doing what you're supposed to do as a first class, as a chief, like in comparison to. To who on the ship? It's one of you, one, one, one EM1 on board. In comparison to the rate, I think. Yeah. You know, so if, if I'm not, if I'm an EM1 and. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you got compared to somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm getting, I just can't. I can't. It's the the need of the field. So I'm going to assume because uh, this is not on the streets, right? So let's make that clear. This is not on the streets. So we're not talking facts right yeah. now of everything when we talk about this. Um, so I'm going to assume that it's, something's going to come out saying, okay, this is what all the EM1s in the Navy has or something or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm going to base your, what you got off of that, and I'm going to evaluate you off that. Yeah, like, for instance, like, all right, you you a, D, you, assuming, right? yeah, you a DCC, right? You're yeah. a DCC, and you're not running DSET or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. you a DCC, you're not, you're not a fire marshal or something like that. Like, you yeah. should, that's career field, yeah, that's yeah. career field kind of stuff, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. So I think, I, I, I want to say that's, you know, some of the stuff. But again, a career, it's a 20-year career. It's not a, yeah. I think commands kind of get to feeling like the career base is just in that, that command. command. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's another, that's going to be another eye-opener when it comes to this. So now I'm one of one because that's what I'm doing. I'm going off of I'm myself, yeah. or whatever. I'm not ranked against people. So when, when is it going to stop? Right, so now I'm an M1 at this command. Now I didn't went to another command, but I still I'm still hitting everywhere. I still got every qual, every whatever is inside of my ladder or whatever I'm basing this off of. Yeah. So now do I go back to a P now since I changed my commands? Well, I, I don't think we know. I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think we. That's a, a discussion that we need to have. Yeah, yeah. Because because be part of that focus group. Yeah, yeah. Because a twenty. Because maybe the senior raider shouldn't be the commanding officer. Maybe yeah. maybe that's not the case. You know, like at any other job, a 20-year career is a 20-year career. You can move locations, and you, you're not going to be prejudged by, hey, this the new guy. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And that's discouraging, man. Yeah, man. When it you, is. And people talk about it all. It's one of those things that's, that's been talked about forever in the Navy. You know, I've been here eight months, nine months. I have showed what I can do. In eight months, nine months, even ten months. Yeah, like yo, I'm, I'm better than I'm better than these yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm automatically a P. A P. Automatic. And that's like, yeah, we gotta get you to P. You know, yeah. uh, we already had this guy. Or you get the or you get the guy sit, sitting fat with the E P, you know? Yeah. Or the seller sitting fat on yeah. that E P, man. Been there forever. Like, you know? Yeah, I was number two last year, so I'm probably going to be number one because number yeah. one made chief or number one left. So yeah. I'm just getting booted up. I already been the president. I already did this. I already did that. Yeah. It's nothing else for me to do. And and that's twofold because I, I kind of agree if it's nothing else for somebody to do, then we can't kind of like judge them at a lower point or whatever. Yeah. But you still need to be operating at your highest level. Yeah. Try something. Try something 
Different. bigger. Like yeah. like t- try like a chief's collateral. Um, try like a, a department heads kind of like assistant kind of job or something like yeah. that. Keep going. Keep trying to get bigger. Contribute to, to your command at the highest you yeah. know level possible. And it's always something, man. You can't you can't tell me. It's nothing else you can do. That's hard right. to say that if, if you go to a command and say nothing else I can do. I got every di- It's something out there you can get. Yeah. Trust me. It's something there. I, that- I, I, I definitely think that that conversation that we having about just a 20-year kind of valuation of a seller or a career is a conversation that needs to be had. Because yeah. there's no way if your senior raider is your captain or, or your commanding officer that that's going to happen. It's no, yeah. it's going to change every new command you get to. Yeah. And doing a little research on it, uh, it's people already doing the trials on this. So yeah, man, if, if, if you guys are out there, man, yeah, talk to it's us, definitely man. Not us, man. Trials yeah. don't, trials don't come to us, man. I, I know. I really want, <laughs> I really want to know. I really want the details on this. So, so, so evals right now, like evals okay. right now, right? Yeah. Let's talk the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Evals right now, can you give me what some of the good things about, like maybe like three to five good things you think about evals right now? Well, if, if I'm thinking about good things right now about the eval, it's kind of one of those things that we've been doing in the Navy forever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where we know what we need to do to be successful, right? right? And one of them is your job. You got to be good at your job. So everybody in the Navy, when I do a debrief, when I do a CDB, I'm telling you, you have to be good at your job, right? Yeah. So another thing, like being in the mess, mess involvement. You know you have to have mess involvement. So what I'm getting at is um, is we know, mm-hmm. right? We know these things that we have to do, right? A lot of times people go out there and they do stuff and they do these things where they don't really understand um, how they've been evaluated. So once we know that you got to be good at your job, you got to have some kind of collateral, you have to um, have some involvement, right? So we know all these things, so we know we go out there and get, so if we don't do any of these things, we probably know that we're not going to have a good eval. Yeah. Right, eval is not going to be that good. So we know. So that's one good thing about it, we kind of know those things, right? The um, A couple more good things about it, You in your write-up, it, it kind of tells you... Um, about the things that you need to excel in in your write-ups. You got performance, mm-hmm. right? You got all these little wickets in there that you're going to get a, a 1.0 to a, a, a 501. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of know you. And then you can write your eval to that, right? To that, to that stuff. I use a lot of those stuff when I started out. I use a lot of those that verbiage in my evals yeah. um, already to make sure I was hitting what I need to hit. Um, if I want to talk about some of the bad things with evals um, that I think we need to figure out is those guys at the top and stay at the top. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like that's one of those things where I seen a guy, he came out his first year, he kicked ass and then he didn't do shit for two years, Yeah, but he didn't do nothing to, to not sitting chunky on that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So he didn't do nothing that to not warrant the, of being the number one guy, but this dude been sitting there and haven't done really anything. Yeah. Um, the whole time. So a performance thing too. I, I like uh look at it like that. Um these the to have some type of uh, a format with the debriefs, right? I think that the debriefs, um, when you're talking to I feel like it should be at the departmental level, right? 
And the reason why I think it's should be at the departmental level because we go to the CEO. As you get to a certain rank, you're talking to the CEO, but the CEO may not know what you do every day or what you need to work on. Yeah. Right? So I feel like at the departmental level, now the only thing that the, the, the CEO going to look at is what someone has told him or what he didn't read that's in front of him. Yeah. Right? Okay, I want this guy to be ranked right here. That's all he knows. He don't know you like that. But to get better, uh, uh, um, uh, the brief brief is to get better at something. So I feel like the department, he knows what you do every day. Right. And the same thing with the midterm. Right. A midterm is is you telling me you want me to get better. But how does the CEO who don't work with me every day, he going to tell me to get better on something? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a couple of things I look at the bad. I feel like different people can do different things. And then they can delegate that, too. That's not a big deal when it comes to it because the commanding officer probably can delegate. OK, you go do the debrief or you go do the, the midterm, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think, think for me, I think the good is being able to sit in there and hear what your people that you're working with are working for, I got to say, right? Just being able to get in that room with more than one, like, level of uh, leadership that you work with at that time and hearing what they got to say from their individual level, you know? So the whole, you know, such and such stole my thunder or piggyback thing, I think that should not happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe that if I'm a second class, I need my first class, my chief, my uh, DLCPO, my department head to all kind of tell me what's going on so I can see what picture they have on how I should perform. Um, So I think that's a good thing when that happens, when uh, you're divo in there too, right? But when when that happens, I think it's a good thing. Um, The the other side of that is I'm I'm a guy that's like, I hate time limits for anything. (laughs) So I don't think it should be a limit to that. Like, I don't think it should be, all right, we got a six minute window. All of us need to kind of get in right here and do this, right? So that's the other side of having that group of people in there. Another good thing about it, like you said, is at this point, it's kind of a part of, you know, what we do. And it's a part of what a lot of people outside, you know, of the Navy do, too, in their jobs. So it's a good way to kind of have something. It's a good way to kind of have some documentation on how you're doing and you could kind of review it and see what you need to do for the next year. But it's a lot about it that I don't think is good. That's why my good points, they ain't that great. Because the, the whole EP, MP, SP, I don't think we use it right, and yeah. I don't think that is good. I don't. I think as a junior, so what you got? And I don't think we even know how to use it. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know what I mean? How, how do we use this? So, yeah. I and we, we don't write evals. Most people don't write evals to that at all. Like, most people will write an EP eval to an MP seller or vice versa. You yeah, know, yeah. write an MP yeah. uh, eval to a EP seller, and then uh, the the actual trade average starts to matter, and then you kind of finagling with the trade average and whatever you're giving them, the EP, the MP, and all that. I just think, and then sellers get into the weeds about MP, EP. It's so hard to convince a first class that, hey, you don't need an EP to get in the Chiefs mess. Sometimes it get hard, you know what I'm saying? And after you get in a mess, you know that. Like, yo, it's about your write-up. It, it, it's all about your write-up. Um, you, you got this because we, we already know about the precepts. We already know about the convening order. We already know about the board. We know all of that. You know, a lot of first yeah. classes, all they know is performance. So they get to thinking and they don't listen. Like, they don't, like, listen when we say it. Like, hey, man, it, it, it does not matter because they see these guys getting EPs, um, 
going into the mess and they, they see all that. So yeah. that competitive edge right there. So even as the most junior seller, I just have an issue with the whole EP and PSP. Because another thing I got an issue with that is that we, it's numbers, that's numbers based. So for instance, I remember us sitting in the mess and like <laughs> hanging off, like we, we doing a, a, a ranking, a, you know, a ranking for first classes. And I remember us knowing we only had like, like, 17 EPs or something like that, right? Yeah. We only got 17 EPs and we got like six to seven people fighting for the last EP, even though we all believe they all deserve EPs. Yeah. Right. And that's an example, right? It could have been the MP side of the house, but we got six to seven people. We are fighting for this last EP, you know? So then it's like, all right, so the difference between an EP and an MP is so vast that it's like the number one MP now, we got to fight for this too. All yeah. right. So if this person wasn't the bottom EP, then now it's a whole nother fight for the for the top MP. Like yeah. it's not even the yeah. same. All right, well, this person shouldn't be an MP anyway. So now it's a whole fight for that bottom EP. So I believe we should, hey, it shouldn't matter. I don't even know why it matters. Like I don't understand yeah. like in the big picture, like like yeah, yeah. why it matters that yeah. much. And even with the whole, if it's no, you know, no MPs, is no MPs. And then MPs as well. And then like P's, for instance, right? So P's the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fighting for the top P. Yeah. You got guys kind of fighting for the top (laughs) P and then it's hard to get out of there. I think it should be more of just that if we're going to go trade average, we're going to go trade average. If we're going to like the number, if we're going to go 4.57, which 3.83, which we was told means a lot. Right. Yeah. means a lot. But then you got some people that might be like under the risk of um, are over the risk of but not the EP. And then like it, it, it get weird right there, too. And that's yeah. a whole nother conversation in itself. Cause now I'm I'm a 383, but um if I'm a EP, this guy's a 414 and he an MP. The MP got us the 414. Wondering how is how am I an MP at a 414? And this guy got a three. It's so crazy when we mixing up the numbers and that whole thing. And then I just think being numbers based, period. Like, hey, we need five EPs, 17 MPs. You know, I remember getting an MP first year on a ship and then you know it coming back to me later like hey man you know we and it's a welcome aboard eval so i'm getting i got the mp on a welcome aboard and i you know again i'm like happy like oh man i got an mp on my welcome aboard and then cmc come back like hey you know we messed up with the numbers yeah yeah. you know so i'm like oh okay you know you know what does that mean yeah, that mean yeah. we gotta give you a P, <laughs> you know. So now I got a P, you know. So as so then you you know even even our wives you know they're involved now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Well, man. what you got, babe? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shh, I got a P, man. I got an EP first, but they messed up with. I mean, I got an MP first, but you know they messed up with the numbers, so it looked like a P. So it's like yeah. so it's all just so I I just the valuation of it and the way we kind of look at it, they like two of the things I really think are not right. You know, yeah. and then it, the junior sellers, they clouded about it, man. Yeah, man. Um, but again, I think that goes to us, the way we talk about it and the way we yeah. put it out to them um, ahead you know the, of time. You know the story, not to cut you off, but you know the story about uh, the the one fireman who, who got his e-swats. The department head told him, you get an e-swats, you guaranteed to get an EP. Yeah. You know the story I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know the story you're talking about. <laughs> It happened on our ship. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, hey, you get your East Wash, you guaranteed to get an EP. Yeah. And uh Yeah, he and I, I, get think it. Was, I think that was a I think that was a uh a mistake. 
Um, you should never make a guarantee. Never, like never make it. Um, because especially in uh, what we was doing and how we was doing it, uh, it was a pre-com ship at the time. We really don't know how people work and how they how they work ethic and what they do and all that stuff. Not not saying that no. This guy got a hell of a yeah. The, the seller yeah, has yeah, a hell yeah, of a yeah. That that's well not had the case. a hell of a work ethic. Yeah, yeah. that that's not the case here. But you don't want to promise nobody then because you don't know what may happen. You know what I mean? You don't know what's going to happen in the future, so you don't go out there and promise nothing like that because you got some other sailors out there that's maybe deserving also. So now you put yourself in a bind because you told this sailor that. Freaking six months ahead of time, or even longer, I think. Like, if you guys do this, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And the thing with this this story here is, it was personal. You personally yeah. told this sailor that if you get this, I'm gonna do that. It wasn't no like you told a big audience this. Yeah, you told this sailor this personally. And so, so. then that's like it. Like, yeah, all right, I got it. Yeah. I got them these swats. I got it. What's up? Like, and then Good. you know, you sit there. I sat at that debrief. I, I heard what the department has said. Yeah. You know. It was like, you know, well, uh, we say these things kind of prematurely. And then the Chiefs, you know, they got to come, you know, kind of correct us and give us a reality check that these are things we might not say. We, we we might, you know, should not say. Yeah. So as true as that is, it goes to now the Chiefs. So now the seller, like, oh, it was you, Chief? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you the reason that I ain't get the Eastwise. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, this department had had every intention that he he could to get me this thing but somehow you gave him a reality check and now i don't got my east i mean now i don't got my ep hey when you say that man i'm thinking about the sailor that you're talking about man i'm saying to myself yep i'm yeah. sure he probably says told you that too that's my boy man and he just he just he just got out as well and uh, and yeah. a lot of these things taint oh did he get out he got out man oh man yeah he got out and but a lot of these experiences that these young sellers are going through it kind of taints them and it like the retention rate and it, yeah. it, it's kind of affected by that, man. Yeah. You know, we had a, we had a, I'll get a, like a real quick uh, story. We had a, a seller, one of my sellers, she wanted to go on leave um, when she first got to the command and we had a pre-inspection coming up for one of our major inspections. And I saw her crying uh, a, a, like a couple days before she put in her request for leave. I saw her crying somewhere. I went, you know, I went and talked to her and she just, you know, she's like, hey, I, you know, I just got to go home. I just got to go home. Mm -hmm. So she routed up the leave request, you know, and nobody really has to know why she got to go home. That could be a personal, you know, yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of had an idea why she needed to go home, um, but it didn't happen. You know, her leave pretty much got, it became a big thing, you know, and this, she's a brand new seller. She's not qualified to do anything. It's like, well, this could be a good learning kind of experience for her and all of that. And I'm like, well, this could also be detrimental to her career. It's a good seller, man, like really good yeah. kind of go-getter. Um, I'm like, this could be a really bad experience, a really bad first impression if we don't let her. She just came out of boot camp, didn't take leave in between there. If we don't let her go home to her family and kind of take care of what she got to take care of, this could be bad. And, um... Shortly after that, Seller pretty much got out the Navy, you know, yeah. due to like uh, stress, uh, mental health, emotion based things. Our schedule, our yeah. schedule was crazy, you know, and that that schedule being crazy bring me to this article I read recently. And it's, it's written by somebody that we both know. Yeah. Um, and the person, you know, just if anybody else read this article, just so you can know, this person ain't no slack. Ain't no slouch, kind of a, a really hard charger. Um, young Devo, Lieutenant JG, 
Right. Yep. Graduated. Masters in, in from Georgetown. Lieutenant J.G. Sherbinen. And um, the article is called A Fleet Without a Rudder. Did you read that? Yeah, I read it, man. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, man, that, that um, <laughs> hey, everybody, you know, that we were talking to, our whole audience, whoever listened to us, man, read that article, man. This article, no shit hit probably everything that every sailor is probably thinking. Mm. So I talked to him, right? I talked to him um, just the other day. I talked to him because we're on the same ship. Yeah, yeah. So I talked to him and he was like, man, I'm interested to hear what the chiefs got to say. I'm interested to hear what some senior leadership got to say about the article because, you know, I might have heard from Junior Sellers and I think some of the article was contrived from conversations he had with Junior Sellers. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we, you know, we got you. We'll tell you how we feel about this. And then we read it, right? So you're right, though. I can tell that he listened to a lot of junior sailors um, uh, when he was writing his article. But regardless of who he, he talked mm-hmm. to, um, most everything he said on there is, is, is dead on, dead spot on. So um, in this article, he talks a lot about, you know, you know, it's a couple of carriers that's about to go back and get and deploy. Like right away, they just came off deployment, about to go back on deployment, and the amount of money that we're spending. Uh, he talks about our training plan is is not working, mm-hmm. um, and he goes on and and talks a lot about how much money we're spending on different things, and we just not getting it right. And the 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 name of it is a fleet without a rudder, and what he's talking about is is the sailors in this. The actual people. What yeah. are we doing for the people? We know we're trying to do this training for the fleet. We're trying to do all these other things. But what are we doing for the sailors? Now, right? I'm going to interject just for a second just yeah. to kind of highlight the way he wrote it. right? Because yeah, yeah. it was a metaphor to a steering casualty, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So like a loss of steering, actually like losing the rudder. Or something like that. So every paragraph or every... It was three sections. Yep. And every part kind of went to a different... Uh, aspect in the continuity of losing your actual rudder or whatever. So yeah. that's all I wanted to yeah. say about that. And you and you losing the rudder meaning, okay, what are you gonna do? You lose sailors. Yeah. Right? What are you gonna do? So um the the big thing I got out of there is like the questions. It's still a question. It's a bunch that, of questions. Uh, a mark for me when it comes to the sailors. Uh I, t- I talked about this earlier uh when a sailor on the on the on the bunker hill asked me like what do I do? Like, I want to stay Navy, but how can I do this and handle this? It's stressful, it's mental, it's all this stuff. Like and He talked about the Army, too, so. Yeah, yeah, he talked about the, the Army. Because they had, a, they had um, uh, what it was when we went to, I guess when they was over there going to war, and he talked a little bit about that, yeah. too. Um, about how they were stressed out and stuff and had to go back over there. So just there. service members. I know, because yeah. we both, we're both sellers, so we both talk about sellers a lot but just service members in general yeah, right yeah on this back to back so man if, if you guys uh, it's a good read man um uh, for one but i really also want to talk about uh in this article um i'm not sure um how it it got where where it ended up at right it seemed like an article that we talk about like maybe at the command or maybe whatever, but this article now is huge. Yeah. It's a huge article right now. Grew legs. And I'm I'm here to tell you in this article, this young Lieutenant JG, when it hits, 
he didn't just talk about like he talking about we got this wrong. The whole navy, the navy, got this stuff wrong from the top to the bottom. Yeah, he even challenged them at the end. Yes, like, if if both these ships go back out, <laughs> then we we're not getting this. <laughs> yes, so he challenged everybody there. Now my only take from there from that, and this is me, my personal opinion is is um, did we take the right steps when we put this article out, right? Because now when you go like, for example, if if I go out and, and my sailors, one of my sailors go out and do something and I don't have a clue of what it is, then I end up coming back on me and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Why? I didn't know about this. You just did this and I didn't have a clue that you just did this. So it's kind of how it seemed to me. And I, and I don't know the background of this story. I don't know if he did go no, up the I chain think of command. I think, I think he, he, he went through yeah, all the channels. This, like his third, this was like his third, third article, article right? that he submitted. Yeah. So, so it, it may not even be on him. It may possibly be on somebody else. Like I, I guarantee you the people who he went at probably didn't know that this article was going to come out about them. Yeah, and uh, again, like he's a fight guy. Like he's a, he one of those guys that it don't matter how long we in a fight. We could be probably putting out a fire, working late. He's going to be there. He's an amazing, he's an amazing young officer. He's not like a, because this article, what I'm trying to express is that this article didn't come from a slouch that's running away from work or that's not going to be fully motivated when it's time to commit to the fight. He's in the fight 100% all the time. No doubt. No doubt. So, I mean, a couple of things that it it spoke from, uh, well, it spoke for a lot of sellers. It spoke for khaki. It spoke for junior sellers. Yeah. And it's it's really like just that reality of like, and then it's a good point because these are the way we, the way a lot of us think now, you know, you can't just keep on doing this every single day. You know, yeah. we can't just keep going out, keep going out. We just got back. Yeah. Um, This is, man, this hit home in, in so many ways in uh, this article um, and how it was written, um, especially when it comes to the training it's not working and it's not working because we didn't put the points in there if what if a ship doesn't get out of its training cycle what if a ship doesn't get out the the yards on time on the material side of it so now you're going to tell me that this ship has to stay longer or this ship has to go back or these person do this so it is true right and i think a lot of the higher ups i think no yeah, I think I think what like really hit me hard was off the first paragraph where it pretty much he pretty much asked the question like, you know, what war what war are we fighting? Like, you know, think about that right now. Man. <laughs> hey, what war are we fighting? I know, and I know what some of you guys are gonna say when he say that. Hey, like, well, we always gotta be prepared. Yeah, I know. I was reading some responses from some people, and somebody was saying, "Well, what's going on in the South China Sea?" and you know, stuff like that. But again. What he's saying is a lot of people don't know the why. So if it is like just this one to two to three percent of people that know the why, that's also what he's kind of saying in there. Like, yeah, we all need to kind of understand what's going on here because yeah. we don't know it. And that's what we preach too. We preach that like when you when you put your side, you get your sailors to working and you get your guys to to want to work hard for you. They working hard for you because they know why they are doing it. Yeah. Right. So how about us? You know, we, we'll go out there and we'll go do this and that, but let us know why we going out there and do these things. So that was good. That was a really good piece in the article uh, that he talked about. Yeah, because um, people got to feel like they're part of the fight. Yeah. But the biggest thing, though, 
um, that I think now, uh, coming from the article and just coming from me, is the sailor side of it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you got other service members, too, that's out there doing the same thing. But from a sailor standpoint, from a mental standpoint, um, on these sailors going back to back like this, they actually, I know we signed the contract. And I know we, at the end of the day, going to do what we have to do, you know, but it's a price that's going to be paid. Man. I heard it was um, some changes paid. already kind of being made and talked about just coming off of this article. Yeah. Some major changes already yeah. being made and talked about. And sometimes maybe you are so high up that you don't, you don't know these things, man. Maybe this brought bring some light to something that they may have knew a little bit about. But they may have not knew it was this bad. That's a big, and I think that's a big thing because all we have are these inspections that we prepare for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in my opinion, that says a lot. Like yeah. you know, like hey, I'm gonna come see how how well you keep your house. Yeah. But I'm gonna give you two years to prepare for for me to see how well you keep your house. By the time I get to your house, your house is probably gonna be clean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. You know, speaking of that, man, so, you know, junior junior sailors are the best, right? Because one thing about junior sailors, they going to tell it how it is. They ain't yeah. going to sugarcoat nothing. So I remember walking the deck plates to the Bunker Hill, and this, this young sailor behind me talking about this inspection that we was doing. So, And he was telling me, he said, man, senior, we didn't show this equipment like four times in six months. Yeah. From all the different teams that came on board, we didn't show this system four times. Come on. Come on, man. You got all these different teams and all these all these guys coming on board. And sometimes they're coming on board with two weeks announced. Yeah. A week announced. Oh, they're going to be on board next week. And you're like, what? Yeah. So now you got to work the weekend, maybe, possibly, to try to get this stuff ready for them when you didn't even know they was coming on board the ship. Yeah, because my opinion on that is I think the fallout from some of those inspections are like, it's a lot, man. You know, like the whole like captains, your triad getting yeah. fired. You know, if yeah. it, if it, in my opinion, if it's not dangerous to, to personnel, habitability and, and stuff like that, I don't believe that a failed, you know, impromptu inspection should result in the triad getting fired or your captain yeah. getting fired. I think you get a hit list, you know, you take the hit list and you fix the hits and then you get reevaluated. A lot of times now, like the expectation is to be 100% on the pre-inspections. Yeah. You know, if you, if you ain't 100% on the pre-inspections, heads are going to roll. Yeah. What is the pre-inspection for? I think you telling me you're going to come on my board, on board my ship before and say it's for inserve you coming to check my stuff out before inserve right you're gonna hit me and i'm gonna go out and fix those hits and i'm gonna be ready for inserve i thought that was the whole point to help yeah to help you know to show me what i need help with that shit ain't no help to go out and no <laughs> they, it's no graded help, just like i mean you might well be inserve heads roll man yeah yeah heads I, i've i've my head is rolled already a couple yeah. times i've seen heads roll from pre-inspections man yeah you know, but how many pre-inspections you got? Good it's a lot. Gracious, it's man. a lot, man. We got this team, we got that team, we got this team, and then on top of that, you know, my big thing, and this is a compound to that uh, fleet without a rudder. My whole thing that I I continue to think is that right now we having an identity crisis. We don't know what we want to be. Do we want to be a training uh, 
military where we do have these because all these assessments and stuff are like different kind of training programs and training points. Do we want to be that military? Do we want to be the maintenance uh, military? Do we want to be uh, a war fighting uh, military? Uh, which one do we want to do? Because we can't do PMS like right now, we can't really do the amount of PMS we want to do because we got repairs. We got to get ready for this inspection, you know, and then, all right, that same day, we got to train. How many are what towards T-Farm, you know, we can't go red there. Yeah. So we got to do these. Some got to give. Yeah. Man. Like right now, we trying to do DC drills and uh, get ready for NSERV. So for most of the DC drills, most of the DSAT team and most of the people that's running the drills, they can't be there because they got a contract on board that they doing something in preparation for this uh, inspection that we got yeah. going on. Yeah. So now what does DSAT got, have to do? Tone down a drill. So it's not even a real drill now. It's just a walkthrough, talkthrough. You might have like three DSAT members talking to people that some of them already know what's going on. And then some of them just are like totally you know, are out of the realm of understanding what's going on. So they need a whole different training. level of training. Yeah. You know, so like, but it's like, what do we want to do here? You know, we're we, we, we going to break up. I had a, I told you when I had the IRAT members on board, uh, when I had the RAT team on board, I felt bad. I didn't have enough time to get training from these guys because we had major repairs that we needed to, to fix. Yeah. So it's now it's like, are we just kind of like filling checks and boxes? For training, like, are are we really like considering yeah. the fact that we got got to teach these people? Yeah, and and those are questions, you know, those are questions that need answers, right? Like, I'm not here to like like bitching about this stuff or bitching about what I do in the Navy or anything like that, but it's reality. Yeah, this is reality on what we are doing on board these ships. Um, it, right it, now, from inspections, it's getting a thirteen-week report for PMS. Is that a is, is that a full-time job? Yeah, yeah. Everything is 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 a full-time job now. Like like you you what, what you were saying about you know the DC DC is a ship-wide thing, right? Yeah. It's ship-wide, right? So uh, we we could you could run these drills, but if some somebody else come on board the ship to look at your stuff your DC drills are not going to get the priority because your DSET members most of the time are first class or a chief. Uh -huh. So now that chief needs to go take care of his stuff. His stuff is his priority. I know for a fact that if you got somebody coming on board the ship to look at supply, right? A lot of my DSET members may be from supply. So now you got this team come on board. Supply's priority is supply now. Yeah. All right. So, like, you you a DC man, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this this is a place I want to go, right? It's a real place I want to go here. Yeah. All right. So when the inspectors come on board and assess the DC drills, right? Yeah. What you think the standard is on that? Do you think it's a high level standard? A standard of what they come on board and do, on it's, how they how they grade it. The grading, yeah, the grading. Um, I'm gonna give you my opinion. I don't. I, don't, I well, think, I, I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. Go the, first. Yeah. <laughs> My opinion of when when they come on board and they grade these drills, um, it's not when you read the grading cards. It's a lot of gray area and a lot of give and take mm -hmm. on it, right? So that's a lot of times you tell me, okay, I can tell you, okay, he may or not have did this, but my grade sheet didn't say that, so it's good to go. 
Yeah, so what a what a right. what a is it scored like 90, 90, 89, 95? Or is it pass fail? No, it's not pass fail. It's a great. So it's so a great. Gotta be eighty, gotta be eighty percent. All right. So eighty percent on a on a DC drill, right? A eighty yeah. percent DC drill, would that be equivalent to like eighty percent of like a regular test? Like a school test. Like if it was a hundred questions, that means this person knew eighty percent of this test and they they good to go. Is that like this? Is compare that to like a DC drill at eighty percent? Man, for a DC drill at eighty percent is like a hundred percent. Only thing we care about is passing that drill. Yeah, that's it. We don't care if it's freaking eighty one. We don't care if it's ninety nine. Well, I take that back. I won't say we don't care. So basically, what I'm saying is this: on a regular test, right? If somebody get at eighty percent on that regular test, that means they know that shit enough to pass this test, get at eighty percent. They could, they've survived this class. They could do it. Yeah. At 80% on a DC drill, right? For you, does that mean in a real life scenario that this team is knows their shit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Well. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, what I'm getting at. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, do, it, it really, it really doesn't because I have seen it. We have, we have seen it firsthand where. We pass these drills, and when I know at the back of my mind, man, how we pass that yeah, drill. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. You know, uh, so no, it doesn't. We always training, and you that, know, we always trying to get better. So not necessarily that means they know they shit because we already know they don't. And but, that's going off the logic and the consideration that it's too much shit going on that like yeah. to really buckle down and give yeah. the best training that we could give so it's some leeway that we got to give when we grade these things yeah right and it is some leeway and i go back to this 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 same thing and i hate to say it is how times have changed man like when i came up and i've been in the navy over 20 years but when i came up dc was was dc everybody knew it it should be everybody know dc like like really really good yeah like now we got people out there that don't know dc and and my and your life can be in their hands sometimes you like man like i'm talking about i ain't talking about ones and twosies yeah like out in the open ocean, i'm talking about like wow man it's, it's, it's wild and, and and you get real passionate about it because it's my rate so i'm, I'm very passionate about it and, I'm, and we train um but it's just so much stuff going on that you don't have the time. Like I've been on a ship where I do training every single day for damage control. Every day we do training. Mm-hmm. And you may get one or two people down there for that training. Yeah. And the reason for that is because we got so much stuff going on. Yeah. So I'm using DC like I like using DC as a as a snapshot of the naval training period because yeah. DC is the surviving the life kind of surviving training like this. Yeah. All of us need to know how to put out fires. We've we've recently had you know uh, collisions. We had casualties throughout the history of the Navy. Like all of us need to know how to put out fires. Like DC yeah. should always be prioritized, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm using. That's why I love using DC as an example for when it when it comes to the lack of training. Because if if we got a lack in the most basic kind of skill we need to survive out and see, what do you yeah. think about every other program, every yeah. other training program, every other aspect of training? But it's not because I'm a DC? No, I don't got nothing oh, to okay, do with okay, the fact okay, that okay. you're a DC. I mean, okay. Shit, if you wasn't a DC, I'd be tearing <laughs> DC up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be tearing right. DC up, man. 
but for man. real, man, it's yeah. it's like if if we can't get damage control training right, then where else are we kind of yeah. falling off at in training? How much in rate training? It, how much are you able, or how we are we able to do OJT and in rate training during a regular day? It's it's like now this goes from from different platforms and different things like that. I'm sure some of you guys out there are really, you know, getting your in-rate training in and have that time. But I'm telling you, when I tell you, that, when I say this, is that out the sea is different now, man. Sea duty is different. It is hard to get that in-rate training in. You try. You really, really try to get that time in. But from, from your PMS that you're trying to get in for that day, plus all the team inspection teams, that you're trying to get ready for, um, it's a full time, full day, and you try to squeeze in once a week to try to get you some in rate training. And sometime that once a week come in, can we plan for say Thursday at at zero eight thirty? We're gonna do in rate training. Yeah, but when it's when it when the um, priority change was the first thing that get pushed. That your in rate training is getting pushed every time. Your DC training is getting pushed. Every time, dude. I, I, uh, when my thirds left, man, I cried, man. Well, one of my thirds left, I shed a tear, man, because I, all I had was OJT, and that was OJT to the point like every job we had was an emergency, so I had to get fixed. Yeah. So they didn't have time to like stop and say, hey, right now and I'm reading out this overload. Right now and I'm checking this. It was a, hey, I need to watch this guy do what he do so I can know how to do what I got to do. So yeah. all it was was like an OJT. So when they left, like I, I like I went, like literally like went in the fan room and like shed a tear. Like yeah. like like yo, what am I gonna do? I never really got like actual training on how to like troubleshoot and be an electrician. You know, outside of them the the stuff that we might have done in the shop. But I feel like we had more time yeah. back in 07, 08 yeah. to sit in the shop and do a thirty minute training. We've rushed through, we've been rushing through quarters. Um, we doing a lot better right now, personally at our command right now, but we've been rushing through quarters. We've been rushing through, uh, trainings. We've been rushing through briefs, a whole bunch of stuff. Cause it's the op tempo is the priority base. Everything we got going on. Yeah. You know? So what, was it anything else about fleet without a rudder that stuck out to you? Um, no, uh, not really. I mean, we, we touched bases. We touched it pretty good, but, um, I just want to say one more time that big shots out, sir. I mean, that was that was that was bringing some attention to what we know um, that's happening in the fleet for a long time now, and I think you have shed it light on it, and I think something is going to happen about it um, uh, because it is hurting uh, sailors every day. When it comes from a mental standpoint, from a stressful standpoint, it is stressful out to sea now. And I know some of you older guys that's older than me that's been doing this for a long time and say, hey, shut up and do your job. Mm -hmm. I know you. anybody can say that. But what I'm here to tell you, this ain't 1970. This ain't 1980. Things are different right now. And we're not being able to train our sailors like we should. Um, and sailors are, is not having a whole lot of time to be trained. Yeah, and they I, learning on it. They learning on the fly. And I think we need more pieces like this, more think pieces like this from junior sailors. Yeah, I really do. I always think that leaders 
when they get the reality check from their junior people, it means a lot more when they get reality checks from people that's more senior than them. So I definitely think we need more kind of think pieces from the junior sellers, uh, more expressions like this. And I also straight up believe if you keep knocking, if you keep knocking, if you keep knocking, eventually somebody going to open yeah. the door and hear you out. But then I also believe that the the person behind that door might not know it's people outside. Yeah, <laughs> You know, they a lot, of, a lot of it, they and if we never complain, right, and I don't even mean complain. If we never voice our opinion up the chain, if we never kind of let people know how this affects us, we always just kind of, all right, we got to work. We got to work. We can't say this. We got to kind of walk on eggshells. Nobody actually get the reality of what's going on. And a lot of these people that we kind of talk to are reasonable people. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And and, and the other other side of this is, and we kind of know this also, is that um, when one person do it, stand by. Yeah, you might get some more articles like this. You might get now. Okay, what happened? Anything happened to this sailor for saying this? No, they kind of like nah. listening to him a more little bit. More opportunities, more yeah, opportunities. So now I can I can I'm assume more people are gonna come out with, with with some good work like this. Yeah, so keep them coming, keep them coming, y'all. Keep yeah. it in, keep it in good spirit, keep it in respect to chain of command, but keep them coming, keep voicing your opinion, keep letting you know everybody know what's going on. If anybody got. Any questions, anything they want us to kind of talk about, anything they want to share, make sure y'all hit us up. Yeah, read that article, guys. All right. So for me, the book that I kind of got for this week, it's called Tightrope. And I've been on my economical, social kind of book thing. I'm going to get off of it in a minute, but Mm -hmm. I'm still on it right now. So it's by Nicholas Kristoff and Cheryl Wudun. And I hope I'm pronouncing their names right. And this... It's a good book. It's probably, in my opinion, it's my favorite book that I read this year. It's about uh, Americans reaching for hope. It's about a city named Yamhill. And uh, and they grew up in this small town. Uh, and it was affected by drugs, um, uh, poverty, uh, pe- and, and things like that. And it's a lot of different. So it's kind of based off of like them riding on a bus and like, remembering some of the kids they went to school with and the past that you know their lives went down yeah and it the the story that stuck out the most for me from this book was it was a kid a young black kid and this book is not it's not about uh just black people or race or whatever but this story here was about a young black kid who grew up on like a more of rough side of town and he robbed what like attempt to murder uh, a white woman and he shot her in the face like he Mm. shot her in the eye and um, so he went to jail for life. And then him going to jail for life for that attempted robbery, him and this woman became friends. Oh, wow. Him and the lady he shot. Mm. Um, uh, and she just felt like she ruined his life. You know, and that wasn't her only feeling. Like it was more to like the way she felt than just that she ruined his life. But she felt like, man, this, you know, this young guy, who knows what he was going through before all this. Yeah. So she befriended him and she fought to get him out of and i talked about like clemency in my in our last episode and prison reform but she fought to get him out of prison and he came home and the first person that she saw and he saw when he came home was her and him and they embraced man um but so it's about just um different uh stories like that people like uh vets who fought in the war coming home uh the opioid crisis different things like that. It's a really good book. And they go from talking about how America is a different place than it was before. Um, 
and the whole like make America great again idea. Some of the yeah. things that that was good in the 50s versus some of the ways that it's bad now, like that we haven't really gotten any better. So they go from talking about all that stuff. They talk everything, economics, real estate, everything. And then they get into like different ideas on how it could be better. So again, it's not just stating a problem, it's kind of giving a solution and different roads toward that kind of destination. So it's a good book, a really good book. It's called Tightrope. It's supposed to have a companion documentary. I'm still waiting on this damn documentary, man. Yeah. So it's supposed to have a companion documentary, but if uh, if you're listening and you really want a really good book that's going to inspire you and put you on a path, Tightrope, good book. Yeah. Hey, it sounds real good, man. Um, So... The book I'm reading right now is 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 boring, right? I mean, I just picked it up. I've been I've been looking at it a little bit. I'm not reading it for anything that's like what I normally read books for. I normally read books for motivational and effort and all this crazy stuff that I normally read books about. But this book more about um, what I'm trying to do in my two year plan that I put out for myself. My two year plan is to own some type of business, right? So the first thing I'm doing now is I'm reading a book about LLC Quick Start uh, by John Knight. So it's pretty much telling me about uh, the limited liability company, you know, how I'm going to try to brand myself and, 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 and things like that that I'm trying to do. So, um, and there's different ways I can, I can do that, different ways I can look at it um, on how I want to do it, but this is a start for me. So the book is dry as hell, right? But it's telling me, uh, the different ways you can you can uh, the different LLCs that, that's out there and different ways you can do it um, the, the different states that has different ways that they do it um, and things like that so the the book is getting me started on where I want to go and where I want to be in two years so I, I I don't I haven't read nothing but a little bit of it so far uh, but more to come on this book I'll let you guys know um, is it is it a breakthrough um and everybody right. in the world should, should should read it i'm gonna let you guys know um in the future but that's why i'm reading it because i'm trying to uh that's what that's what direction i'm trying to go in um on owning a business so i need to know about this stuff so that's why i'm reading it now information right now yeah, information is power, knowledge right? is power man yep let's talk with this movie man yeah man so you, as you guys know we got this Talk book this and this movie so now is the movie we got man and, and the movie we picked this week uh to watch was Greyhound. Mm. Movie just came out May of 2020. Yeah. Right? So um first off uh big shots out to you know this this, this Tom Hanks. You know, he's been doing his things for a while, man. So you guys all know Tom Hanks. Go ahead and do the rundown, man. Get the rundown. So I'm I'm a reserve the shout out. Tom Hanks is like uh for the record, Tom Hanks is one of my like one of the best actors ever, right? Yep. Um, I heard he got caught up. I heard he might be caught up in the Epstein kind of scandal, though. Oh, so I'm going to kind of hold back the shout out. I'm going to hold back the shout out. Uh, I'm, I'm shout out. But uh, definitely uh, um, Tom Hanks is one of the better actors uh, of our generation. And it's directed by a guy named Aaron Schneider. And it was an Apple exclusive. It was uh, only it was an Apple TV movie. So yeah. I feel like Tom did a favor for Apple TV. It's a couple of people trying to, you know, help, you know, get that streaming service off the ground. So that's the kind of like the the black and white of this movie. But what'd you think about it, though? So first off, I didn't think the movie was very good. Love Tom Hanks, love his character, love what he did for the movie. 
Mm. But the movie itself, I felt like it wasn't that good. Dang. Uh, and that's my opinion. If I was giving it a rating right now, I'd probably give it a 2 to 2.5 out of 5. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that good for me. Now, I can talk about the movie a little bit. Uh, a couple good things in the movie um, was Tom Hanks' character, man. He he gave a character of a CO um, that wasn't going to stop, wasn't going to quit until the job was done. That's kind of what I seen out of him. He was on the deck place until his freaking his feet was bleeding. Feet was bleeding, right? You know what I'm saying? Who does that? Sock bleeding through his socks. Feet was bleeding, man. So uh, he was kind of one of those guys that wanted to make sure the mission was complete. What he asked for? What he asked for to make? What he asked? Yeah, he asked for his um, his like shoes. James Brown. Like, yeah. he for, he's like, can you go get my uh, yeah. Warwick jacket? Actually, he asked for a couple things that movie, didn't he, man? He put the jacket on his shoulder yeah, like he was James man. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks had a. He was um. And and then from the the start of the movie, like these sailors on here, and then we talk about this because we sailors, so we kind of look at it from a different lens. Uh, but they are in war, and the way they was acting on the bridge and on the ship was like not like war type stuff. Like they was like people got jobs to do out there. Yeah, you know. So um, the way. It was persuading, and, and the captain got to say this, and these guys got to say, we already know what we need to do, right? Yeah. Don't nobody have to tell us 24-7 what we should be saying and what we should be doing. We already know these know this stuff. We've been practicing it forever. So I kind of saw the bridge more in like, like him being more of like running all over the place, and then everybody else is waiting on him, him to say something for them to do something. Yeah. Um, kind of what I what I saw in there. Um. I love the the love interest in the beginning of the movie. They kind of showed a different touch from a war movie because this movie is all about them being at the sea and at war. But in the beginning of the movie, they had a little a little love interest um, for him. Yeah, and that was it. You know, that was it though. And at the end, they showed her again, but it yeah, wasn't was part it. of it. Like it didn't. But, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't end it. Like, it didn't. She at the it end wasn't of, like a part of the journey for us. Nothing. Like. <laughs> nothing. Like at the end of the movie, she didn't like. Was waiting on yeah, appear, waiting like on to appear or something. Like, yeah. you know, like, like, why are you even it's in the movie? Why man. are you even show this 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 part of the movie? Um. So, the the other thing about it is, if you're not a a bridge like watch war, no, uh, well, uh, a bridge watch standard <laughs> or watch movie, the movie was only took place on the bridge. Oh, the bridge, yeah, that was it. So I watched the bridge the whole entire movie. Um. So if you don't know anything about that stuff, you may be lost in this movie. Yeah, I was talking right? to my captain about it. I was like, it might be a good, a cool movie for a captain to watch. Yeah, and then on on, on top of that, like the movie didn't take us on a journey. <laughs> nah, it's just like just one thing, man. It didn't take me on no type of journey. And what part? What part hit you the hardest? Any parts hit you hard? Don't say where the black the chef died. Yeah, man. <laughs> That was the part. Come on, man. Why are we going to kill the... the, the, the? You, you had, like, first off, you had, like, two black people in the whole movie, right? Yeah. Maybe two. And then you kill one of them, right? But, no, nah, it was a cool movie, man. It came from, like, a cool little part. He was actually part of the fire party, right? So he went down the, on the <laughs> yeah, fire party, yeah. and he died on the fire party, man. So, yeah, which is it's, it's not funny. Well, no, actually, he didn't die on the fire party. He died when he went to general he quarters. He went to GQ, yeah. Yeah, so he was part. I think he, he wanted to, he armed up. He was on a gun, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. And actually, he got hit. They he was there. trying to give Tom Hanks some food, wasn't he? Yeah, man, he was trying to feed the captain <laughs> the whole time. He went, he actually, like, was going out of his way to make sure the captain ate. Because he didn't do anything. The captain stayed on the bridge. 
and didn't eat, didn't do anything the whole time. So he was trying to make sure the captain was fed. Uh, he felt a certain type of way about it, though. You could tell he felt the fact of yeah. Cleveland. That was the character name. Cleveland. Black guy, Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, he felt a certain way. Even the, the next guy that came up to feed him, he called him his name. Yeah. He called him, actually called it's him. It's crazy, Cleveland. though, because he had to keep going. You know? Yeah, he like, had to keep going. Cleveland, he, Cleveland died. Like, we got to keep going. Let's yeah. bury him out to sea. And let's keep going. Because they had subs. It was like subs after them, yeah. right? Yeah. And that was another thing I never saw either, though, man. I think, hey, you're going to take the bodies back to shore? No, man. They threw those bodies over the side. Right in the water, man. Yeah, man. Kind of like shook him a little bit. Got him out of there. Yeah, man. Oh, got, yeah, they did yeah, shake him. <laughs> shake a little bit. Got him. He, he kind of was stuck a little bit, man. They yeah. made sure. <laughs> it was like dramatic. Yeah, man. They made sure Cleveland got out of there. <laughs> got out there, man. <laughs> it was kind of crazy, man. But, um, yeah, I... I I just my only biggest thing, man, is like if you watching this movie for the first time, you don't know anything about the bridge, anything about this about watch standing, you may be a little lost in this movie. But um and then the right in the beginning, the storyline from what it was at, like where it was World <laughs> War Two, man, I was like like I had to research a little bit, you know, the U boat. I guess they was they was escorting some you know, uh, merchant ships or oilers or whatever to yeah, make sure, yeah. you know, we was doing what we had to do. That U boat was taking those merchant ships down, man. Hey, so I'm gonna give this film the coveted one star, right? I'm gonna give one it the coveted, star. the coveted one star, right? For a couple of reasons, the special <laughs> effects were on par with the USS Indianapolis movie with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and um, that's a movie that we'll never ever review. Don't don't worry about it, right? But just the special oh, effects were like really, really, really real trash. Like yeah. it, it looked like somebody could have done this in an iPhone. I could tell when it was a digital shot. I could tell kind of some stuff moving a little slower. Um, and I, but I saw it on an iPhone too, so maybe if I saw it on a bigger screen, it might look different to me. But just from watching on an iPhone, I could see where the uh, special effects could have been better. It didn't feel real at all. Yeah. Another aspect of it was the two parts that you said. The the love interest didn't really have to the movie didn't have to start there it didn't really matter yeah. at all right it was no real backstory no reason to be engaged with any other characters except cleveland right and that was only because the, the guy that played cleveland did did well at making you kind of care about him just a little bit like he got because that look fool, he kept trying to give him yeah the yeah. captain never ate um tom hanks was pretty cold in here it was different from uh any other uh movie i see tom hanks play where it's something else that he pulls out of the character and this one he just was a captain like he never went back to the love interest like he just was a captain he asked to get the cloak he asked him to put the cloak on him a couple times and i guess he had to get his put his slippers on uh, uh, or something yeah, like slippers, that yeah. you know because his feet was bleeding he was a he was a man i tell you that like he was a man he was he wasn't going you know really go down without a fight or whatever yeah. like that and that was motivating but it just was a bad movie it took place and again in one scene kind of like the movie fences but i liked fences it was performance driven it had some background to it and stuff like that but this one was a war movie that really only took place in one scene we didn't get to see too much of the enemy and a lot of war movies now and they do kind of show the the aspect of the enemy i mean yes you know they're in a sub i could tell that the budget was limited yeah, yeah, I could tell the budget was limited again. And like I said, the first thing I said, there was we saw Tom Hanks doing a favor for Apple TV. Yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming they were going to leverage his star power for, you know, just for some streams. Yeah. And I, I Apple TV's content is cool. I like a lot of stuff they do. But I think if you get Tom Hanks, you know, and it looked like they could only afford Tom Hanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> and yeah, the other yeah. dude, Cleveland, I think he played in like some Netflix, uh, a bunch of Netflix movies. Yeah. But it looked like they could only really afford Tom Hanks and nothing else. No budget, nothing. Like, like, and uh, if you're going to do that, you know, do something a little, do something a little better. You know what I'm saying? So, again, that covered it, you know, one out of one out of a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta, oh, my I gotta goodness. go over the five. This is like oh, a one out man. of a hundred. No, nah, uh, one out of five. One out of five. There's another another little part of them funny part of the movie too, man, where the enemy was coming over to like, like the, the loudspeaker, man. That was pretty funny too. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like the enemy was talking to him like on, on a couple different occasions. Yeah. Like, telling him how he was gonna get him and they was yeah. howling like like it was crazy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bunch of young officers of Tom Hanks on a pilot house. But uh, again, I still watch in that space uh a couple times and the lingo I, it was like i watched that like right after i still watching there so the lingo and the way that they were talking it it, it resonated with you know what i heard when i was up in there yeah. and I, I feel like if somebody was up in there because even as an engineer some of that talk uh, i don't get you know what i'm saying yeah. some of that stuff but I feel like a captain or somebody would totally understand and maybe be more like in suspense. Yeah. I wasn't as in suspense because some of that like language I don't understand. Yeah, me either, man. So But yeah, so that's a one out of five and a I'ma just go ahead and give you and take you down to two out of five. Out of five so, five, you know, yeah. right there our movie score average is a one point five out of five. So there you go, Apple and Tom Hanks, man. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> please, 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 please. Hey, so that's it. Thank you guys again. Another episode of Permission to Speak Freely. I'm Damo. And I'm Damon. See you guys next week.